Tonight on the podcast, our Wonder Twin powers are activating as we're talking about Peacemaker getting a season two, The Last of Us TV show being pushed, Bioshock what? the movie, and so, 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 so much more as we finally find out the debate. Who shaves their head more, Max or Lance? Oh, it's me. Max, get that <laughs> music. <laughs> Come all you freaks and geeks, it is Friday night in Phoenix, and you're locked into the uh, best damn geek podcast, no, no, best damn podcast in all the land, the Absolute Geek Podcast. I am Matt. I am Lance. I am Max. What is going on, fellas? What a great Friday it is, except for uh, for Lance, who sounds like he just... Uh, it's been a long day, man. It's rose from the day. grave. Today was supposed to be my day off, and I worked like 11 hours, and I got to pull in a couple hours tomorrow, too. So it's been a long day. Been a you long day. Sad. You sound like your daughter told you you can't have the last chicken nuggy out of her 10-piece chicken nuggy box. <laughs> no, I'm just tired, dude. Like, it's just staring at a computer all day just kind of wipes you out, man. It does. I do that every day. Well, you've got something to look forward to. We're doing an absolute geek podcast members meet up tomorrow so we can meet the famous wolverine daughter oh yeah and uh members i'm making, I'm making so ribs only three of us <laughs> well i guess the the wives are all going to be there the families too but the you, the host members uh, there's a lot of members of absolutely yes the hosts members yes there, there you go current hosts or the that? hostess with the mostess <laughs> Okay, I want to. I want to. I'm just going to call this listener out right now because I'm impressed with him. Max, Max Bender. Bender reached out to me this week and he's like, Hey, man, I just wanted to tell you that ever since you mentioned the Wheel of Time, I got really into it. I'm like, Oh, cool. And he's like, Yeah, I'm uh, eight hours from finishing the last book. There are 14 books in this series. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the fifth and I feel like I listened to it a lot. Not as much the last couple of weeks. I've been distracted, but. I can't. I couldn't believe it. I'm like you're. You, you started after me because you told me you got interested in it because I was talking about it on the podcast. So by default, he's after me. And that guy, I think at this point would have beat. Had, well, I shouldn't say beat it. It's not a video game. I think he's probably finished it by now. He's I'm a just speed impressed. reader. I am impressed. Yeah, shout out to Max Bender. He's good dude. Yeah, he's real is. good dude. He said really nice things about about our show with Max and I joined, and I was very appreciative. Yeah, because there's some days I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm a piece of shit. This show sucks <laughs> with me in it. You ever have you ever seen uh, <laughs> that reel or TikTok thing where they say, "Oh, hello, I'm still a piece of garbage." Yeah, <laughs> that's how you I wake use up that every sound day. bite when I stream sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets stuck in my head, man. I like can't like stop thinking about it. Dude, I want to talk about this Last of Us thing, so I can't wait till we get to that because I did not know that, and you said it in your intro, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. now I'm a little pissed because I need more television. Well, there's more television out there for you, sir. Have you not <laughs> yeah. checked out the Texas Chainsaw Massacres on Netflix? Is it out? 
Yes. Oh, dude, that trailer looked fucking awesome. <laughs> it's trash. It is honestly garbage. The show is? Yeah, everyone is, it- is, is trashing on it. It's got like a... It's the best score I've seen is a five out of ten. Oh no! It's, it fall it falls into every single horror movie trope, and it's just not like the horror genre is great. But I'm waiting for someone to come along and change the game and not that person's fall into here. These continuous tropes. That person's here. But, it's Jordan Peele. No, Jordan I think Peele it is, is amazing. I don't think he, it is. He does do a really good job. But he does. He, he has done very well with with Get Out. I wouldn't call Get Out a um, no, not Get Out. What was his? Us. They, he did both. No, I'm thinking of Get Out. Um, I wouldn't consider Get Out a more. It was more of an uncomfortable movie than it was scary. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but I I think that's kind of like so like you. Like I count it as a horror now. Whether you you you're talking about a slasher horror movie or a or a um, a psychological horror or something like his movies are much more psychological horror. I would say. Yeah, like, us has a bit more of the slasher element, but it's still more of a psychological. I see. I I like more like where you don't see the the killer. Like it follows. Like, yeah, that, it follows that great creeps movie. me out to my core because it's something that you just get that always get that eerie feeling that someone's watching you or following you or or something and you never see it like that's well that's what, what I love was so movies, awesome about but... Blair Witch when it first came out now Blair Witch yes, is kind of like played out a little bit but mm-hmm. when Blair Witch first came out it gave me the creeps man like I remember watching it in the movie theater with my best friend my former best friend not this one below uh and it it creeped me out, man. But dude, there's something about Jordan, like that new movie he's coming out with. Nope, I am so looks so excited bad. for it. So bad. I I'm, saw the Super Bowl dude, commercial for that. It looked like trash. I was dude, like, dude, I am so excited. So bad. I think it looks. I think it looks good. But I'm not a not a horror guy. I never have been, so it's not something I'm jumping at. But I think Nope looks like a yep. Lance loves the horrors. I, I do I I am a Take horror movie guy. Take the extra whore out of there. He loves the whores. <laughs> That's what I said. He loves the whores. I'm gonna tell my wife. You guys said that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell your wife. Your first response was, "I do. I do love it." <laughs> no, and I can like, replay it back and show it. <laughs> no, I I am definitely a horror movie buff. Like I I love just that feeling of uncomfortableness. That's um. That's why some of these movies, like uh, we Jay and I went and saw The Grudge, I think last year, a couple years ago, and I was so pissed because it was just awful. Or It Chapter Two, where It Chapter One was awesome and It It Chapter Two sucked. Um, but I do appreciate somebody that comes in and and completely kind of revitalizes the the genre and does something a little bit different. That's why I like Jordan Peele. Like, yeah, it's not a slasher fl- flick, but it's very smart. It's very intellectual. I just got my brother to watch Get Out for the first time last week, and he texted me. He goes, "Why? Why didn't I watch this movie before?" I think the trailer made it seem more of a a race type movie than it actually is. No, so I, I think, think it very much is. It's very much a racial. It's got a lot of racial undertones to it. But you can. I feel like you can look past those things and still you appreciate can. it for for how good it is. And us, the first time I watched, it, I was like, I don't know about this, and then I saw it again. 
and once I kind of understood what was going on, I, I, I loved it a lot. And I've watched all of his uh, Twilight Zone. He did two seasons of Twilight Zone on Paramount. Paramount? Yeah, one of those. Paramount Plus. Yeah, and uh, they're fantastic. Um, I just... It's really surprising that the guy from Key and Peele like, just has... It is kind of interesting, right? Like he's so good at comedy and he took this like shift and went into the suspense and horror world and has been very successful. Like people really look forward to his movies now. You know what was surprisingly really good that Anna and I watched the other day? That the trailer makes it look like hot garbage is that M. Night Shyamalan movie, Old. Well, I can't no, I don't believe you. Anna yeah, I don't it. looks awful and I'm sure it's awful. I can't. Anna and I watched it and it and it's and there's some laughable moments, but the the idea behind it was very and the the ending was very smart. Um there's some things in there you're like, oh that's that's a little dumb. I'm not gonna say it's the best movie I've ever seen. Is it but, streaming or did you like red box it or uh we rented it, it was like three bucks on Voodoo or something like that, or five bucks or something. We okay. rented it. Um We've seen a lot of good movies lately. I, I wouldn't call old. I wouldn't put old in that same category, but we watched uh, Last Night in Soho, which I guess you could call kind of a horror-type movie. And that and that's Edgar Wright, who's one of my favorite directors ever. And uh, that movie's really good, too. There's, there's a lot of good movies that put you in that uncomfortable state. You know, I don't know. Have either of you seen Last Night in Soho? No. No. It is fantastic. I watched the best movie ever on Valentine's Day, Marry Me, with Owen Wilson and uh Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I forgot about that one. I'm telling on you, Peacock, run. I think. Don't walk to your local theaters to see this movie. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's kind of it, it's, the it's trailer really kind of kind of makes me think of it as like a romantic version of A Star is Born. Is that right? No, it's it's more so a like it's just a story about a pop two pop stars that are gonna get married and they like make this song called Marry Me that they're gonna perform live in concert at their wedding and he cheats on her and so she says, I'm gonna do something different than everyone else and blah blah blah. I'm gonna, and so it's kinda like that. You know, you go to concerts and you always see people with those signs that say marry me and yeah, you know, so it's just that trope where it was actually i believe it's a comic book based off a comic book or a manga or something like that really? um but she picks him and then like it's supposed to be fake but then they end up falling in love with each other and it's like it's like that whole love comes when you least expect it type thing or true love comes in the hottest places to find or the hottest places say, or the hardest? hardest oh okay <laughs> but um back to horror though like it's hard like you were saying Blair Witch and that that was that changed the game when it came out and those found footage movies are always like to me scarier cuz you're like oh man like i love when they blur the lines of fake and reality you know real and fake and how like that found yeah. footage movie you're like all right is this real like paranormal activity the first one did that so well oh and, yeah there there's some that do it really well but there's some that it was done so often the found footage thing like cloverfield like i love the sequels i did not care for the original one that much yeah you know um but then you have um what's the one with the superheroes chronicle 
Which I thought Chronicle was pretty good. I thought it was a unique idea for found footage. But when they just when they just used the found footage movie, I don't think. Yeah, it was the first first half of it was, and then then it switched. Oh, was it? I I remember a large portion of it was found footage. Because like they were testing out their, they were just recording it, and they were testing out their their powers for documentary purposes. They can't talk because they're like burping. Yeah, but it's all done through a camcorder. Like it's not done through like, like it's made to look like it's a home video, right? No, so that, some I, of it. I like think it, a lot of it was, but not it the whole cuts, movie. It cuts in and out between those lines. Hey, what's up, Patrick? Welcome. What's up, Patrick? It, it cut in between the, in and out of those. So I need to watch that again because they're coming out with a sequel. Yeah, I loved that movie when I first saw it. I haven't watched it in years. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of it. There was another movie that was uh, they like were traveling back in time. Project Al- Almanac, and mm. I like that one too. And that one's kind of like a home video type type movie, but the the Paranormal Activity like they just did the same thing so many times that it just kind of got old. And it, it was a direct rip off of Blair Witch if you if you like. Well, I feel you know. like movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre they remake every two years. Yep, and it's just at some point you got to let it go because it's not good and. It doesn't. The classic is so good, like Saw. I know there's a million Saw Saw movies, but nothing changes that first one. The last minutes when that dude's been laying dead on the floor. Spoiler for like a 40 year old movie, but not really. But you know when that dude's laying dead on the floor the entire movie, and at the end he just stands up. Yeah, it's like like changes the game, man. And it's hard to get movies like that that change the game, and especially in the horror genre. And I feel like. The horror genre is one of the most egregious offenders when it comes to remaking movies. You know who's doing an amazing job is the dude that does those shows on uh, Netflix, The Haunting of um, Hill House. Hill House, yeah. yeah, that was a great show. Bly Manor, not so much, but then he came out with the uh, the Catholic one. Uh, what's it called? Matt. Uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix, which was uh, which is a horror thing, and it was fantastic. So, I think TV shows are doing a better job at the horror genre than some of these movies are. Because I'm looking at the most recent uh, horror movies that have come out, and it's like none of them are any are even noteworthy, really. My dog is a horror movie. The only one I've seen on here that I could tell you is, well, I've seen The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which wasn't very good. Last Night in Soho. That's it. It's not. A, I have no interest in seeing, you know, these. Uh, what's this one? Uh, the Purge movies, or they're just all they're all overdone. I loved the first Purge. The first. Purge I don't even awesome. think I've seen it. Um, one movie that to this day freaks me to my core and makes me like, I want to travel to Europe and, and see Italy and France and, and all these other European Hostel. countries. Yeah. N- yes. That <laughs> yeah. freaks me to my core. The first hostel is awesome. It is. But yeah, it, hostel too, like, I don't think was that great. No, but it still like freaks me out. And, um, like my sister was like, 
my sister's big into like rupaul drag race and she's like oh i'm going to la this may for drag con and we're me and my friends are gonna go to stay in a hostel i was like no 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 you don't want to do that i was like i got one movie that'll make you change your mind and my my dad goes it's not like they're going to europe and i was like oh god he knows exactly what i'm talking about but yeah that's awesome no a24 does make some good horror movies but i like more a24's like artistic stuff yeah i still need to watch the green knight um like ghost stories me too i bought um, it and i haven't watched it yet you bought it yeah it's on my voodoo Oh, ghost stories know. with um casey affleck is really really good even though he doesn't like talk at all through the movie midsummer's it's... a horror movie right yeah um, that's an a24 one yeah. i think yeah that's i know that one got a I lot of good it. reviews i, I believe was very it, well reviewed i think it won and the witch was also really like well that. reviewed right or was it nominated for best picture i think so Midsummer, but yeah, A24 has done a lot of great movies. Mid 90s, mid 90s is still a great movie, but oh no, I don't see a I don't see a Oscar on here. Yeah, that's one that I'm surprised I hadn't seen because I love Florence Pugh. Yeah, I just I don't know, I just haven't. I started to watch the, the new. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was like, "This is kind of lame." And I just was like, <laughs> "You stopped yourself there, huh?" I did. I did. This is kind of lame, and I'm not scared at all. And I was like, "It's just regurgitating swill at this point." So, yeah, no, I I agree with you. I I I get really frustrated when I. Like when I went and saw The Grudge, or there was this other movie, Hereditary, um, or we saw that one, that Guillermo del Toro one that was, uh, I think it was called Mama or something like that. Oh yeah, and they're just bad, just bad movies. And and they, I think the best part of a horror movie is the ending. Like if they can wrap it up in one nice little bow, that leaves you satisfied but also like asking questions and stuff like that like the best horror movies do that and get out and us do that really well um that's why i'm excited for nope because jordan peele hasn't let me down so far but like hereditary just ends mama just ends like all these all these movies that just end without a smart conclusion they're just green rooms uh is that the one with patrick stewart is that green room? I need to watch that one. You're speaking a foreign language for me. I don't. I don't know. The All scary, right. The scariest movie I can think of is The Phantom Menace. I mean, every no, time Jar Jar comes on a screen, I'm just like, ugh. Um, <laughs> oh have you seen Don't Breathe, Matt? I have. Is it good? Um, because it came out with a sequel. Yeah, I like the first one a lot. But I don't know why they came out with a sequel to it. Yeah. The first one's good enough. I'm definitely going to watch Green Room now because Anton Yelchin's in it. Oh, yeah. Great little actor. It's too bad he passed away. That's sad. Okay, well, you know what? Your car's not in neutral when you check your mail, man. Is that what happened? 
Yeah. Yeah. He, he got out of his Jeep to check his mail, and the and the car rolled back and pinned him against his fence. Oh. Yeah. Horrible. Just a absolutely PSA. Very absolutely avoidable. Wow. That's sad. I didn't sure, and I think that there was a recall a recall on the parking brakes for those Jeeps around that same time. So there was a big thing about that he could have had his parking brake on, but there was a recall on the brakes for the Jeep Cherokees. I'm sure it happened a lot faster than that, but like when I think about that, I picture like those tropes like Deadpool when he's like driving at the dude at the Zamboni. Or you get the those like parts in the movie where like dudes are about to get hit by something, they're like, Oh no and they <laughs> cut to the side perspective and it's still like 30 feet away from you and you can totally just sidestep it and you don't yeah, and i think the second like, austin powers has that has yeah. that joke in it oh reacher mm -hmm. has has a scene in that where the cop car comes through the prison and pegs that cop against the the jail bars max you know what i'm talking about yeah but that came pretty fast i don't oh think, it came fast yeah, yeah no. i don't think that's one where they could have got i was just way. trying to think i've seen something recently with a car that pinned somebody against somebody and i couldn't remember what it was but uh, I don't know. It's really sad. And apparently, so I don't know if this is in the slides, but they're coming out with another Star Trek movie with the original crew, and they're just going to retire the Chekhov character. No, I have, I didn't put that in the, the slides because we don't hawk Trek here. No. Nah. Right? I was going to make a joke earlier that the the most horrific movie I've ever seen is just any Star Trek movie, but I can't really I can't really say that I don't mind Star Trek movies. We don't hawk the Trek here. Um I'm really annoyed because I found out that they're not making the Tarantino rated R Star Trek. Thank goodness. That was such a stupid idea. No, that's a great idea. Nah, it needs dude, they keep peddling the same shit over and over again. It needs new blood. And all like a lot of fans were were wanting this thing and it was the creator's son that said no. Mostly I just think Tarantino's overrated. I just don't no. think he's that great. Not at all. Some I of his stuff's okay. That. Some of his stuff's good. Most of his stuff is good. Yeah. Uh, all of his stuff is good. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs is one of the best movies ever made. Reservoir uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs is good. Pulp Fiction or is good. Pulp Fiction Glorious or Bash Django. Is good. I like them. They're good. I'm just... I don't know. I just don't think that they're like the greatest thing. I, I like his movies. I just don't get why they're so... I love them. What was that three-hour piece of garbage that came out a few years ago that you loved? The Once Upon a Time movie. in Hollywood? Yes, that one was awful. I loved no. that one. That and was a the... slog. No, I love it. I can't it. think of the name of it. What was the long, the one that was super long that had an intermission that had um, Shannon Tatum was in it? Sorry, sorry, Patrick. He says he's uh, yeah. You are you are in the minority in this, dude. <laughs> I didn't say he sucks. I just think he's overrated. No, you are in the minority. Tarantino is considered one of probably the top ten directors of all time. Yeah, no, I don't agree. Anyway, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut about. He's gonna die on this cross. Just, just a PSA, or is it a PSA? This is also the same guy that that thinks Batman versus Superman is the greatest movie ever. So, Absolutely, absolutely not true, but I do love Batman v Superman. See, I don't, I don't know. I don't like. What was the three-hour one with the interlude? It wasn't in Glorious Bastards, wasn't it? Right after Hateful that. Hateful Eight. Yeah. And they made a they made a extended TV show version on Netflix. It was like eight hours long or something like that. See, I'll probably get. I'll I'll take a. I'll jump on this grenade for you, Max. <laughs> My least favorite Tarantino movie are the Kill Bill movies. 
Oh, I agree with that. The I Kill Bill movies like are overrated. Movies. I love Pulp Fiction. I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Glorious Bastards, Django's Reservoir Dogs, Hateful Eight. But the Kill Bill stuff is not my cup of tea. Django is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. Just not a... Uh... Django and Hateful Eight I haven't seen. I do need to check those out. I've heard amazing Hateful Eight them. is is a long... It's it's a long watch, dude. You got to be in the right mood to watch Hateful Eight. <laughs> Ish's, <laughs> Ish's ears must have been burning. His Star Trek sense was going off. Because he's <laughs> talking about Star Trek, huh? <laughs> no what i was saying what i was saying is i'm really bummed that they're because i would say i'm much more of a star trek fan than i am a star wars fan and i'm really bummed that they're not making the tarantino r-rated version of the um, of star trek and instead they're gonna go do this same old shit that they've been doing you know with pine and everything i have no problem with chris pine and that whole crew it's just J.J. Abrams is going to be involved again, and I don't have a lot of faith in that. Yeah. J.J. Abrams is someone who's overrated. I agree. I just never... Star Trek, I don't hate it. I don't have that Star Wars, Star Trek hate that a lot of people do, but the Trek is just something that never, like, found its way into my, my life. Like, I don't I've always kind of I've always kind of skated around it. I like Star Trek because it's it's true science fiction. Like Star Wars and all those other things, that's not true. Star Wars is fantasy, baby. I don't even It's care. fantasy. Yeah. But Star Trek is true science fiction. There's no there's no fantasy about it. Like it's Look, yes there is cuz you're not out there boning chicks with eight boobs and <laughs> yes, different alien Yes, races but there's not and... there's not that magical element that Star Wars yeah. has or or uh or Harry Potter, like all these fan, or Lord of the Rings, or whatever. Star Trek is a true sci-fi adventure. No lightsabers, no Baby Yoda. You can't push people off cliffs with your with magic. Yeah, Star Trek sucks. They got a phaser gun. Although Star teleport. Trek's, um, what is it? The um, the beam me up thing. That's cool. I like that. And and I watched a little bit of the TV shows where you can just like press the microwave and it just creates food for you. That was legit. <laughs> that would be cool. But all that, like, yes, that none of that's real. That's the fiction part. But no, it's all it. like the science part of it, right? Like, yeah, 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 I get it. I get what you're you're saying. Even if the science that they're peddling in their their stories is not isn't true, realistic re- and even plausible, it's. It's got some basis. It doesn't have a wizard behind it saying a wizard created this microwave that magically creates food. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. like, yeah. I, th- I yeah. still think fanboys is the best movie for this Star Trek, Star Wars debate. That's <laughs> so good. Anybody who wants to get locked into that debate, that movie is the best for this debate. Yeah. Fanboys is fantastic. Oh, I can't believe I forgot from Dust Till Dawn. That was one of his too. That's a great movie. <laughs> Patrick is going off in the chat and I love it. <laughs> Star oh, Trek is its own red shirt when comparing to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Patrick has had conversations with Trekkies before. He's got some comebacks. I don't I don't understand the hate <laughs> between the two of them. Like I think most of it's fake. I don't think most fans care. I don't know, because there's there's like I've met people that there's a especially at Comic Con, where there's like a true hatred between yeah, there, there those is. two I'm just fan saying, groups. I don't think that it's widespread. I think that there's 
Oh no, it's only people. the it's only the deepest deepest yeah. of nerds for this. It's the things, same dude. thing as fanboys for consoles. Like, like I'll be perfectly open and say Xbox is my preferred console, yeah. but I absolutely love PlayStation. Like, dude. I'm not one of those guys that's just like screw PlayStation, they suck. No, what I'm actually going to say is PlayStation currently has the better games. I just wish I could use the Xbox controller. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. So. When I was a kid, there was a true, like, there was a line drawn in the sand. You either support Sega or you support Nintendo. Like, uh, that, I had both. Yes, most people, like, a lot of people had both. But, dude, when you were out in public, it was, are you a Sega guy? Or you, I remember this, like, at the elementary school. It was, the console wars was, was real back then. I mean, they did a fucking documentary on it. Yeah, it's still <laughs> real, and it's stupid. I just imagine. Uh, Nowhere near what Sega Nintendo with... was. With uh, cut proof scissors, going go on Twitter. Sonic or Mario, Sonic or Mario, and if they answered wrong, you tried to like give him a paper cut or something with those scissors. Those child scissors. Your mom? Are you talking about? Are you talking about J.J. Abrams? No, he's talking about Quentin Tarantino. Oh no, I just went through his thing, and there's only one movie I don't like of his. No, I don't like Death Proof or Grindhouse, but he didn't do one of those. Isn't Grindhouse Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, it was a, it was the double feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one I didn't really care for. But Natural Born Killers, Max, have you seen Natural Born Killers? No, dude, that movie's fucked up. <laughs> Woody Harrelson, it, it may be one of the bloodiest movies I've ever seen. He's hot. He's hot garbage in a Phoenix dumpster. <laughs> Matt, have you seen Have you seen Natural Born Killers? Yeah, that movie's fucked up, right? It is. It's, that movie's awesome, <laughs> but uh, dude, one of these days, Max, you just haven't seen the right Quentin Tarantino stuff. I've seen a good chunk of his stuff. I, I literally said I like him. I just yeah, you like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, but you gotta watch and the Glorious Bastards and yeah. I've oh, only like, seen one Tarantino movie that I hated. It was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That movie I just thought was awful. I Every other one of his movies I've liked. Hold on, Max. You have uh, you have woken a sleeping giant. As far what? as Star Trek goes. Oh man, are you getting like messages about it? <laughs> yeah, I have a special request that says I need to come on your show and talk about the Star Trek stuff. So we're about to have a special guest on here that. Oh no, you have woken and, up. And you know what's absolutely hilarious about this? Matt before the show was like, "Hey, this is going to be a quick one." I know it's thirty minutes in. Opened, we haven't even got to geek news. You <laughs> opened the you. I was not expecting kind you to of, open this Pandora's about the Star box. Trek stuff. We're t- we're we're interspersing things. I was not expecting you to open Pandora's box. I <laughs> I was just freaking messing with him. I don't dislike Star Trek. <laughs> I don't like it as much as Star Wars. Like who's coming far, on? I think it's Ish, you're, right? You're gonna have to wait and find out. I think it's Ish. Because if it was Patrick, Patrick would be fighting against it. It's Kyle. (laughs) No, it's Ish. It is Ish. (laughs) Well, before he gets on, I want to just talk about the fact that I was trying to segue by mentioning video games to talk about Horizon Forbidden West, but Lance wouldn't let me. Uh, (laughs) Story of my life. I'm really enjoying that game. Horizon Forbidden West is a lot of fun. I'm only like three hours in. I can't like give a review. I thought it was called so. Forbidden Dawn or Horizon Dawn or that's Horizon Zero West. Dawn is the that's first the first one. one. Oh. The second Horizon one is called Forbidden, Forbidden West. West. 
I haven't even gotten to the Forbidden West yet. I'm still like in the uh, area before the Forbidden West. It's uh, it's really good though. It's really pretty, and and uh, I had an issue at first, which I thought I was going crazy for a minute there. Like there was all these shimmering and like this, it like just looked really fuzzy. Um, the game, and then um, I saw a tweet from the developer Gorilla Games. They're like, "Yeah, sorry, we put a patch in last night. Just restart your game a couple times, and it'll fix it." And I did, and and that fixed it. But Matt, I, you you started playing the game today, and you didn't have the issue at all. No, I was like, Max must be insane, or his TV, uh, his TV must not be very good because <laughs> this game is a beautiful. So it is beautiful, but so yeah, beautiful that uh, I've been distracted staring at the scenery more than I have playing the game, and it's cost me a couple of lives. So. <laughs> oh, what difficulty are you playing on? Oh, uh, I can't remember. I'm just playing it on normal because honestly, it's, it's a pretty tough game, even on normal. Yeah. Like, I'm at the beginning of the game and I'm dying. Not all the time, but if I'm not careful, I'll die. And usually, like, when I play on normal, I usually don't die very often until the end of the game when the difficulty ramps up. Oh, he's here. Oops. Oh. <laughs> nah. <laughs> 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 what's up ish we'll start with the traditional vulcan salute i wasn't even watching the show and i was like someone's talking shit about star trek and i was like i bet it's those guys no i was not i was not Lance what i, star trek. What I am saying though is i, I, wish I believe JJ max said he hates max said he hates every single star trek movie did you not no, say he's, that no no. No, you did. He said he hates Rewinded. every single Tarantino movie. I made I made a joke. No, no, no. You said Star I, Trek. Yeah, I did. I made a joke that You hate them all. Wrath of Khan, every Star all Trek of them. movie. I heard it. Too. No, I was I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> Your mom over there. Your mom oh. heard it too. So, oh, okay. All right. You're going to you're going to get really mad at me right now. I don't think okay. I've seen any of the originals. And what? I actually like the JJ Abrams ones. Okay, so oh. you're kind of forgiven, but not. Not because you haven't seen them. But yes, because you weren't technically insulting them, I guess. I was very triggered <laughs> by that, guys. Um, the first J.J. <laughs> Abrams one was was fun. They're all and it, it gave me excitement for the future. But, well, because they hadn't really, like, it wasn't even Star Trek for so long. They, they eliminated everything that makes Star Trek Star Trek, and they made just a pew-pew action movie. You made a Star Wars movie. Maybe that's why yeah. I liked them. <laughs> But that's like also like I said I don't like I haven't watched a lot of Star Trek, like just in general. I watched a little bit of uh, Next Generation when it was on, like as I was growing up. But I don't know. I liked those movies because they were pew pew action, fun. Too much lens well, what, flare. But what I yeah yeah that's J.J. Yes. Abrams' specialty. No, but what I was saying is that before the that first Star Trek movie with Chris Pine came out, Star Trek was kind of like was under the radar for the most part. And it kind of brought it back into relevance a little bit, so that's that's what I'm saying. The way I, mean, I yeah. appreciate that first movie, but Beyond and the other one, the you know the whole Wrath of Khan twist with Benedict oh, Cumberbatch, oh. I was pissed yeah. off, dude. Star Trek Into Darkness, that's just that's yeah, because Wrath of Khan, Wrath of Khan is like one of the best movies ever made, and I mean I think it was nominated for an Oscar if I'm not no. mistaken. It, nah, it got it got some accolades. Go this is Lance's thing. He every movie is it's nominated, nominated for, for an Oscar. Oscar. No. 
Uh, but it it was it was a fantastic movie, and then they just kind of turned it on its head for that J.J. Abrams one. And I don't understand why he keeps making movies where he takes an old script and tries to rework it to where it's yeah, pretty much the same thing, but it's it's different unoriginal. enough. That's what he did with the Force Awakens, and I'm like it's extremely unoriginal. Yeah, I do. Okay, I have one rant though, and I'm okay, sick and tired of the Star Trek versus Star Wars. I can't handle it anymore because it's it's apples and oranges. Star Wars is a fantasy movie series. Star Trek is science fiction. They're kind of very different. They're almost like opposites. And the fact that just because both have star in the title, we got to pit the fandoms against each other. And Star Trek fans, most Star Trek fans, I'd say almost all of them across the board also love Star Wars. It's the Star Wars fans who seem to have this animosity towards Star Trek. Which I don't know why doesn't make sense. I was engaging in a joke animosity, but you but it's, are. Right. It's out there. Awesome. It's not. You it guys is. Joke it about is. it, but it's a thing. No, it's a thing. It is a thing. You're right. You're right for sure. And I agree with you. They're very different. Like, and that's what Lance was saying. I don't know if you. Were yeah, Star Wars to that has point. more in common with Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. That's why I with like any it so other much. science fiction. So, like, my I wouldn't is, even call Star Wars science. Star Wars science fiction. It's It's a fantasy. No, it's a fan. It's like science fantasy is what someone called it or something like that. But that's there's no science in it. It's a complete oxymoron. It's a fantasy. Science fantasy. You can't have science fantasy. I'm just using the word science because it takes place in space. That's anyway. But not sci-fi isn't it isn't uh, inherently space anyway. Like sci-fi exactly doesn't just because something's in space, it's not. Yeah, sci-fi is actually a very niche genre. Yeah, I would call like specific criteria. Fringe, well, like, fringe books, is not in space, and that's I would count that as science fiction. In, fringe, in, in books, they actually don't even like classify the two differently. Sci-fi books are found in the fantasy section. It's just because I think or it was, maybe it's it the was, other way around. Because the audience used to be a shared audience, like back in the eighties. Yeah. I think when a lot of these books peaked in sales, it was the same people, guys like me, reading both the fantasy and the sci-fi. So they did kind of get lumped together. Yeah. I, I enjoy them both. So, but like my my story is, um, I was always a Lord of the Rings fan. That was my favorite. I love fantasy. Always have. Like when I was fifteen, I started writing a fantasy novel, and I finished it when I was eighteen. And I still have ideas for the next four books in the series. Like I love fantasy. Oh, and I always have. And I started working at this place. It's probably been like ten years ago now, but um, my boss at the time loved Star Wars, and he's like, "Hey, man, you gotta read some Star Wars books." I had always said. Lord of the Rings is my favorite. Star Wars is my second favorite franchise. He got me to read some Star Wars books, and it just flipped everything for me. I was like, okay, Star Wars is just Lord of the Rings, but with, like, lasers and spaceships, and I love it. (laughs) Well, wasn't wasn't, uh, um, George, uh, what's his name? Not Lucas? Yeah. Wasn't he... um, wasn't he inspired by like Dune and Lord of the Rings oh. and all that other stuff? Did Absolutely, I know Dune. Star Trek. Yeah, he, he was Star a big Trek. Trekkie and Dune and Dune and Star Wars. Obviously, Flash Gordon was another one of his inspirations. Uh, yeah, Savior yeah. of the Universe. But I think most people that are that are into that science fiction fantasy thing, like most of these directors, would probably attribute Lord of the Rings as a inspiration for some of the stuff that they're doing, right? I think most yeah, probably. most of them would consider Lord of the Rings as heavy. It's not like J.R.R. Tolkien is the first person to ever do fantasy, but he's the <laughs> first person to like make it. He certainly mastered it. 
realize a good franchise and that Star Trek Star Trek is hot garbage water. Come on. In Phoenix. (laughs) Whatever. Dude, I don't I don't know if if the same affinity can be said for Star Wars with what Disney's been doing to it, honestly. Hey, you talk to most Star Wars fans, and in all of Star Wars, there's what three good movies, and they love the Mandalorian, they hate everything else. Star Wars fans That's compared worst, to like dude. a thousand hours of Star Trek. You could watch but there's if, so much Star Trek out there, it's unreal. Someone who's on the outside of both franchises, like I like Star Wars. I haven't really dabbled with Star Trek. I mean, I watched some next generation, but I haven't really dove into the world of Star Trek. <laughs> the 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 fandom line is the same, man. If you watch it, like people don't like the new trilogy of of Star Wars. People don't like the JJ Abrams Star Trek movies. The best thing to happen to Star Wars is the Mandalorian in years. The best thing to happen to uh, Star Trek is that new, uh, what is it, Discovery or whatever Discovery. that's on Paramount Plus, you know. And is that the like, one with the chick from that's Walking Dead? Same yeah, trajectory. Yes. The movies are not liked, but the TV is right, and, and they're very much on the same the same path. Well, and Star Trek started out as a television series first yes. right well yes. as a book as a book but um no as a tv it, series didn't roddenberry is it roddenberry gene roddenberry didn't he, up didn't he write books before it was a television show uh uh-uh. no he was he was like a tv writer he wrote like um oh i didn't realize shows. that so it was he was he was a cop TV. he was a world war ii veteran yeah he actually pitched it as a western nbc passed so he just took the exact same concept and put it into space 300 years later. And then they, they said, all right, go for it. Interesting. All I know is, you know, I just want to make a point. This is also one of my, uh, my thesis in college that Star Trek technically is the most important TV show ever made because it's the only show that actually had real life implications to the point of actual space travel, the space shuttle designs being named after Star Mm -hmm. Trek people now today who are, you know, big name astronauts they say it was because i watched star trek you know the flip phones the ipads the technology so much of it has actually become real that it's that's the nature of science fiction is sometimes the speculation and star trek hit it so well in those three seasons that here we are and it's enduring and you know so much of science okay has been you know tied to it no and you're right so I no other question. fandom can say that you want to know what makes star trek better than star wars if there's an alien race out there, there's a good chance that James Tiberius Kirk has fucked it. <laughs> hey, I thought you guys were going to plug that thing in. <laughs> yeah, um, He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been trying the way- to recreate Star Wars tech for years, and they just can't do it. Like, I, I always see something of someone trying to create some sort of lightsaber or something like that, and it's just not possible set your phasers to kill ladies until this year they've created Uh, cloaking they're working on teleportation stuff okay so ish let me ask you this really quick while we're on the topic of like star trek what do you think of the orville um i watched four episodes of it not enough that i not enough that i continued it i watched the entire first i love it I love it. And I can see you know i'm not a big seth mcfarlane fan at all but i can see definitely he's a big star trek fan and you can you can feel that in the show, but it just kind of it felt funny. too too throwbacky. You know what I mean? There's so many people that they hate the modern Star Trek. Ah, I want it to feel like the old, and the new Orville felt like the old for me. And I was like, eh. 
You know what's so funny? We were mad. talking about Tarantino being overrated. Seth MacFarlane's overrated. Because really, like, he's done Family Guy, and all of his movies suck. Except Ted. Yeah, I don't well, disagree there. I don't like his comedy Ted, other Ted than Family Ted 2 and then uh, that one Western one. The yeah, Western one tanked. was garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I like people crapped all over that. The only the only reason I watched any of the Orville was because of Adrian Padalecki. Is that her name? Yes, that is her name. She is mm-hmm. gorgeous. Well, Ish, you know what? You've uh, you've made me realize I need a new TV show to watch. Maybe it's time for me to start Star Trek Discovery. Ooh, I've got Paramount okay. Plus. No, let's. Well, maybe I'll throw that on while I'm. Uh, Are you watching you Lower Decks? Ish. Oh, I love Lower Decks, but Lower Decks is a show. It's only truly works if you've actually seen all of star trek because some of the jokes are like really really deep cuts yeah and i love that because it's like it's it's pandering to like the diehard of diehard fans so i took a science i took a science fiction literature class in high school was one of my literature classes for graduation and my teacher was so lazy that we just watched star trek in every class star trek and twilight zone that's all we did and then we'd have to write a report on it (laughs) Nice. <laughs> it was the best class ever. <laughs> you know, when, when Next Generation came out, it was at the time, and I, it had the record for a long time. It still might have the, the highest rated syndicated TV show of all time. Star Trek Discovery has twice as many viewers now on Paramount+. Plus. That's pretty impressive. I feel like this calls for a, a Comic-Con moment where we just have a Trek fan and a Star Wars fan. Someone dressed up as... as Kirk, someone dressed up as a Jedi. They just need to run and hug it out. And, and, and <laughs> the highest syndicated. It was the high most watched syndicated show ever. Oh wow! See, Matt, you said you don't hawk Star Trek on this podcast, and here we are, ten minutes later. I know. Talking Star well, Trek. Well, because I know there's to, another. I'm going to try to stretch it out as long as we can. Yeah, it doesn't let you hawk the Trek, so I'll give you. <laughs> don't let let it be said that everyone's got a platform here because it was like. I need to come on and talk Star Trek. And I was like, here you go. I appreciate so, it. You have your soapbox here. Don't worry about it, but just saying. We keep a phaser gun in the case. You know what? Do you, so I was looking up that what you were talking about. In 2019, 2020, uh, the most watched syndicated show in that time frame was Judge Judy. <laughs> Good for her. You've got this weird crush on Judy. Of course. I like Doug Judy much better than Judge Judy. (laughs) I like Doug Judy, too. (laughs) I I just like when she just completely shuts people down. Uh, Yeah, dude. um, Paramount's pretty awesome, dude. They came out with a whole bunch of announcements that they're doing doing this uh, in the next couple years. They're coming out with the news. Well, I don't know if what we have in Geek News, so... I don't want to say anything. Do we have any Paramount news in there, Matt? Mm, I don't think so. So well, they have they, a lot of Star Trek stuff coming out. Yeah, they just announced a bunch of Star Trek uh, projects that are coming out. They already greenlit Sonic Three, and they're doing a live-action Knuckles TV show with Idris Elba. Crazy. They've already greenlit greenlit season two of Halo. Uh, Which I don't know why, because if they, they haven't seen season one, if no, you know, season one hasn't been released yet. I think they're going to. I don't know. There's sometimes they might cancel season two if season one yeah. is not received well, or or season one came up like way under budget on you know way on time and they had little leftover and they're like you know go for it do more. Well, sometimes Good like thing. they just have so much faith 
in a show. Do you know what I mean? Like because yeah. they're already they like double Yellow, down on it. Yeah, like Yellowstone, or they spent so much money for the license that they can't afford to not make a season two. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. But like Yellowstone came out and Yellowstone's a big hit. They've greenlit like four spin-offs for it. They don't yeah. even know if the first one is gonna work. You know, it's not the first season of the first spin-off is not even completed, and there's three other ones in development or something ridiculous like that. Um, the craziest along those lines is Netflix has greenlit three sequels to Knives Out for like four hundred and fifty million dollars. Like they yeah. really put the money down. They've spent so much money on it That's they have bonkers. to make those movies now. Well, you get Daniel Craig and Ken, is it Kenneth Branagh that that directs those? No, it's um, one the last Jedi that Red Notice. That Red Notice movie has oh, got that who it is? sequels greenlit yeah. too. Which one? Red Notice with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is becoming a Netflix that kind of bomb though, didn't it? I don't know if I don't know what the Netflix views. I were, think it had pretty good views in theaters. Yeah, I don't know about theaters, but I know I'm pretty sure it had good viewers on. Um, well, there wasn't really much anything else out at the time either. But I don't think Netflix but, is a crap because it'll go and make eight picture deals with Adam Sandler and be like, oh, well, all you got to do is make eight movies for us and, you know, not even bat an eye at it. So and then, well, and then they, they have say so they, have, they haven't turned just... a profit in a decade. Yeah. Well, maybe spend your money elsewhere, I guess. Right. Well, my wife wants to watch that new Sandler. Kevin James football movie. I've already watched it. It's it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Is it out, or did you get an early screening? No, it's on Netflix. It's Kevin James as uh, it's called Homefront Sean, or Home yeah, at, at, at Sean Payton. Um, it, it's like him as Sean Payton the year he got suspended from the NFL for Bounty Gate, and, and he goes he back to, to go Texas to coach his school, son's school football, football team. team. Yeah. yeah. And Anna's like, "Oh, I want to see that." I was like, "You want to watch a football movie? All right." Can't argue Kevin with that. James, man. Kevin James. I was going to watch yeah. it without her. I didn't think she would have any interest. <laughs> hey, guys. Let me tell you, Kevin out. James is Sean Payton. Ish. Super. It's always ish. a pleasure, my friend. Great Thank you here. so much for letting me come on and rant about stuff. Anytime, Ish. Anytime. Love you guys. I'm going to keep watching the show, but we're going to eat dinner and stuff. So. All right. Enjoy. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Enjoy. May the force be with you. Man, he came on here ready to fight you, Max. Yeah, I, he was. He's ready to get it to give it to you, Max. He was upset with me. You got to be and careful I was with completely those jokes. Kidding. Yes. <laughs> I legitimately don't have an issue with Star Trek. It's not There's, my thing, but I didn't realize said. that. But what he said is absolutely correct. Like he was talking about how it's the most influential TV show of all time because of what it's done for technology, and and he's absolutely right. I mean, some of the things that we have today, they had on that show in the '60s. Literally, the idea of it. You know, I really think Someone it's the aliens that, that live at the Earth's core. This your mom get all the drew technology. on a whiteboard a picture of a butt and a fist and then wrote the name Max with an arrow to the butt <laughs> and ish to the fist as Max was about to get a, a Star Trek fisting. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this? I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh man. yeah. She was in the background ready to ready to fight yeah. Max, too. <laughs> She was. She was like, I poked, I poked a mighty poked bear, bear, and I have right. respect for Ish. So I had to back conversation down on quickly. Star Trek. Who would have fucking thought that? Let's get into some geek news. That was an hour. We talked about Star Trek and Star Wars for an hour. 
Good we stuff. talked about a lot of other things before that. <laughs> it was mostly Star Trek and Star Wars. <laughs> Wonder Twins! Yes, Wonder Twins' powers activate as Warner Brothers is optioning a Wonder Twins movie for HBO Max. This Man, the success of... The success of Peacemaker has just got them. It seems like they're willing to option any property to try and turn into an HBO Max TV show. And I'm a little skeptical on how Wonder Twins is going to work, but also a little intrigued to see how Wonder Twins is going to work. Because, you know, there's always that, you know, you go to a family guy, that joke of form of sasha's bath water or something you know it's like who knows i just how find this it shows in the work i just find it funny that this is the project that like there's so many other things that i think people would just go ape shit over the wonder twins is not the top of my mind yeah like a rated r batman series like i think people will go ape shit over i mean but the the, the person they've got writing it He's he's wrote in such or written such winners as Due Date, Project X, Spy Guys. Due Date is Millers, fantastic. We're the Millers and um, Rampage. Oh, he Rampage also, is not good. He also worked on Scoob, and then he's uh, he also worked for on Black Adam. So, uh, that's worries Due Date. Black Adam. Due Date is fantastic. We're the Millers is fantastic. I love both of those movies. Scoob was terrible. That was one of the yeah, worst Scoob wasn't very good. HBO Wonder Twins, that shit better be R-rated. Well, right? You didn't like Scoob? No, it was terrible. You were on our show when we talked about it on Couch Crunchers, weren't you, Matt? No, I was criticizing you from the... Um, I was saying, why are you talking about the this chat kids movie saying, for two why hours? Is there a bunch of 30-year-old men talking about a kid's <laughs> TV show? But, you know, you can't... You Like, I've always said... It's fun to re- watch those movies, but as us as adults have no business reviewing kids' movies because we're not that target audience. We're not who those movies are made for. Yeah, but they are trying to bank on the nostalgic factor. That's yes, why they're making but, movies. So they are kind of geared towards us, but geared towards us with kids. Like, So they're trying to bank on our nostalgia, and they're trying to bank on the kids' you know, want to watch cartoons. So I think there is... I think it it moves over across that line a little bit more than you'd like to think. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why Ninja Turtles did not do well commercially. The Michael Bay movies is because yes, it was made for like preteens and kids and stuff, but the people with the money in their hand are people like me, well, Max, you. A lot of the- that genre too goes to where it's focused at. the The Turtles is a property that was massive when we were kids so of course the adults are going to be more inclined to watch it than the kids you know it's but scoob the same thing it's targeted at scooby-doo fans but still like there's just things in kids movies that we as 30 year old men have no business i agree there's there's things that just kind of go you know Although these these Disney movies that are coming out are pretty damn good, dude. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't you know what you that... guys are talking about. I think it's perfectly reasonable of me to review the new Mickey Mouse Clubhouse show. Okay. <laughs> Listen, all I want to know is I every, talk about it. Every time I hear somebody say we don't talk about Bruno, I want to shoot him with a pellet gun. I agree with you. 
The, the annoying thing about any time a Disney musical comes out is the music just gets overplayed. Do you know it's the it's that Disney has only had two number one debut songs in their entire history of a movie. Let it studio. go, and then don't talk about nope, Bruno. Not let it go. Surprised. It's a whole new world from Aladdin and this okay. song. A whole new world is a great song, so I'm okay with it's that. It's ridiculous. Like we we were going somewhere the other day, and. I turn on the radio and and they playing the we don't talk about Bruno song on the radio and Aaron's like they're playing the song on the radio why? Because people are because people to it. love it. Mm. They love it. I've got coworkers that can't stop talking about the Encanto soundtrack, and I'm like I liked it, but it's not something I want to go back and like re-listen and to. See, I didn't even think Encanto was that good of a movie. I loved it. It's not. I a liked good it movie a lot. Because... It spoke. It spoke to my like i related to it so much because a lot of those traditions that they're doing in that in that movie is what my family did when i was a kid well that's fine but so it, it just, just spoke to me ends. personally like there's it feels like there's really they build up this conflict and it just kind of ends yeah i'm not saying it's the and greatest it feels like nothing like, has been really resolved it, like the house rebuilt itself she finds out that she's like the 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 spirit of the house and it's just like it ends it's not it's not my it's not my favorite Dis- like coco is much better than this one like coco's phenomenal but it was just it was cool to see a lot of things that that i hadn't seen on screen with my with my family's heritage and our culture on screen and they're not even argentinian they're uh Lance is from argentina and canto is from colombia what i was about to say sam so thanks <laughs> there it's 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 latino culture so that it's essentially what it is like the the uh no not mexican um but it was cool to see to see like how the the grandmother was because that's exactly how my grandmother was it was just cool to see those those things on screen and i felt the same way with coco which is about the mexican culture not argentinian so still i know the difference and uh it was cool to see some of those things on screen as well that uh, things that my family did when we were younger. So I don't know. I appreciate those movies. Yeah. I liked it for the culture too. And I'm not like, you're actually of Argentine descent, like pretty close. I mean, your dad literally was born there. Mm -hmm. I don't have any of that. I'm, I'm European white guy as far as it can go. But I, um, you know, I served a mission for my church in Brazil and I lived there a couple of years and just grew to love that culture. So I get it. Like watching Coco, the Mexican culture and Brazilian culture are very different. Like they're different, mm-hmm. but there's similarities just in Latin culture. And I was getting those same vibes and I was watching Encanto. So I, I totally get it. I love the culture of it. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Most, most Latino cultures have, have things that cross over. I mean, obviously not everything is, is the same. I mean, we went and had a, uh, Papusas the other day that are from El Salvador that we that I you know in Argentina they don't have those so it was a, a new there was not that relation there but a lot yeah. of Latino cultures cross over or when I so I when I went to Brazil I brought a package of tortillas with me and all the Brazilians were like what is that like they don't have tortillas there they don't <laughs> they don't even know what the heck that is Just well like in in Brazil which is which is a um they have like Argentina. One of the big things is is mate, right? And in Brazil, they call it what? what Sam's just in here trolling us today. 
Oh uh, yeah, Shaman. I didn't really appreciate his uh, his previous comment, just so he knows. But uh, they call it Mach, right? So yeah, it's 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 spelled basically the same. It's just how. But it, but it was something that I thought was just an Argentine thing because it's basically what you do on a Sunday, you know, <laughs> with your family and stuff. And then it come to find out that they have something that's pretty, that's similar in in Brazil. They drink it a little differently, but. It's just a lot of that stuff crosses over. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, in key, in the faith of keeping the show fun, Peacemaker's getting a season two. Yay! Woo-hoo. Are we reviewing this last episode? Of course. Are we doing it now? No, we're not. Oh. But I just <laughs> we're just celebrating the season two. Yes, yeah. absolutely excited for it. I definitely need more Peacemaker in my life. Who knows how long it's going to be? I hope it comes out before next year but probably not probably not but i'm excited to get more peacemaker in my in my eye holes as soon as possible especially the other reason i don't think it would come out this year is because he's already come out and said that he's developing another tv show in the same universe which i'm assuming is gonna come out before this does well he came out today and said that guardians of the galaxy uh, is going to be his last movie he directs for a long time because he's he's more interested in directing TV now. So James Gunn is making that jump from cinemas to to TV. Isn't that interesting that how far TV has come that now these big movie directors are like, oh man, I kind of like this episodic, you know? Yeah. Whereas the TV are was higher now, and yeah, but it's TV awesome. was kind of viewed as like a lesser median back yeah. in the. Or lesser medium back in the you know a, a decade or two ago, and now with the with the rise of these streaming things and these big budgets that these TV shows are getting, I mean Stranger Things, Peacemaker, uh, all these all these shows that they're humongous budgets. It's essentially like directing an eight hour movie. Well, and I mean the pandemic has changed the way we consume media too. People are more mm-hmm. inclined to consume it at home in the comfort of their own living room. Um, then going to a theater, mixing elbows with strangers, having to worry about people talking throughout the entire movie. You know, now if you're at home and you're watching a movie and someone's talking, you can say, why don't you shut up and go in the other room? Or my favorite that my dad throws, throws out there that I fully intend to use when Logan gets older is, if you don't like what I'm watching, we have like seven other TVs in this house. Go in a different room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um. Yeah, uh, Stick said something. You like remember when jumping to TV was a death sentence for actors and directors? I mm-hmm. mean, The Rock has a television show now, which has um, been greenlit for like five seasons, and they've only because everybody the wants season. to be everybody wants to be in the rock business. Like that's just right? you know that's just the way it is. But um, I mean, you see these these big uh, what's the what's the show that that. I can't remember. I don't remember it's, what it was. It's really common now is, is is the point. Like HBO was pretty much the only place that could get a movie actor to come do TV before, I feel mm-hmm. like. But it's it's changed within the last 10 years. Like, yes, we understand Kevin Spacey's a piece of crap, but he was a big movie actor. And then he went over to Netflix and did House of Cards. Like, that was a big deal. <laughs> but like, it's totally a thing. At home, you can pause it, beat the shit out of him, and then unpause it and continue watching <laughs> Oh boy. So I tell Aaron all the time when I'm watching wrestling and she's making fun of him. I'm like, if you don't like it, 
you can go in the other room. There's a TV in the bedroom. You can go in there and watch TV. You know, that's why so, you buy numerous TVs, right? Exactly. That's why you have to have a TV in every room in the house. And I think there even needs to be a TV in the bathroom. It should be mandatory. I honestly would love that. If I could freaking watch a movie while taking a nice hot bath, that'd be great. Yeah, Woody Harrelson went over and did True Detective. I mean, he was pretty much he he went from TV to movie star and then ba- did a TV show. Well, Mahershala Ali was in did that has done that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Paul Rudd just did uh, that show on Apple TV. Apple TV's getting a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Apple TV has a lot of movie stars doing these shows. In but fact, their, their most recent commercial is about that with John Hamm. It's guaranteed work. Like, yeah. It's, I think it's so much easier to get a season two of a TV show greenlit than it would be like a sequel to a movie. Yeah. What are the next streaming series to drop? Uh, Halo is getting a lot of buzz. We'll see if that's going to be a big one. Um, but I mean, I'm waiting Anna for is well, doing a show. I forgot I'm what gonna, it's called. I'm going to skip a slide. We can come back to it. He asked the question, what's coming up next? Stranger Things yeah, Stranger four Things is a four. Volume like, one, May twenty seventh. Volume two, July first. Is this so, the last season? No, yes. season five is the last season. Isn't this season five? No, this is season, season four, four, as it says right there. Oh, <laughs> dude, hey, honestly, I lost interest. I think you and Matt are on the same page there. I haven't. I'm stoked for this. You're I'm not as stoked. stoked. <laughs> yeah, I have. Strange, I have Stranger Things is really good because... though. It's I couldn't even tell you what like it's been so long since the last one came out like they waited too long. I think that's and I think that's the trope of Netflix is they wait too long for these stuff like I loved Lock and Key season one. I've watched one episode of season two have no interest in finishing it um, because I felt like it. Oh, that's a shame. It's better than season one. (laughs) Um, Stranger Things season four. Like the kids are getting older now and it's just like. And it's got to be a real good season for me to get in, draw any interest in season five. Umbrella Academy, super loved. I loved season one and season two of Umbrella Academy, and they're just now starting to release teasers for season three. And I'm kind of almost losing interest in that too because I feel like it's been so long since we've had season two. Yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of shows that I watch that I feel like, and we we have to put it within a scope, right? We had this pandemic hit, so it delayed a lot of things, but. Netflix is notorious, like even pre-pandemic, of doing this, right? And like the marvelous Miss Maisel, I'm trying to remember when season three came out, but I feel like I've been waiting forever for the new season to come out. It's finally dropping. Yeah. So yeah. season three dropped in 2019. Now season four is dropping in 2022. Yeah, it's way too long of a gap. Like. I can agree there. It doesn't change the fact that I'm excited. I would have been more excited had this dropped previously. I, I'm I'm shocked it took so long. Like 2019, that's how long movies take to release, you know, in between, not TV shows. It's it's well crazy. I think the other problem with this stuff is that we have become when it comes to this kind of stuff, we have in short intention spans because it feels like something new and interesting is being announced every other week on these streaming services. So like you got to kind of keep up with, with that stuff. And there's just been so much like you already hear the Ted Lasso season three, just or season two just ended. They've already started shooting season three. And that's the way it should be done. 
Right. Yeah. When it's so, over, you start shooting it again. Here's what. It's here's. Go ahead. Hold go on. Ahead. I was gonna say, there's just so much content coming out that if you want to stay relevant and keep those numbers, you have to constantly keep your product out in people's faces some way, somehow. And I feel like Stranger Things failed at doing that. Just like I feel like Lock Key failed at doing that. Just like I feel Umbrella Academy is kind of failing at doing that. Well, and here's my here's my thing with Netflix because I feel like um, some of these other streaming services, like you were talking about, Ted Lasso has already started filming. Um, I feel like they so these other streaming services aren't coming out with so much content, right? That they can kind of they're putting out more quality than quantity. I feel like Netflix has a quantity over quality uh, issue approach. Oh yeah. Because there's a, there's a lot of like bad stuff that's come out recently on Netflix. There's things that I've turned off because they're just unwatchable. Um, Maybe like, I think where they should be focusing is getting better stuff out instead of just giving Kevin James his 17th movie. You know, it's every Friday they have something new come out and there's, it's impossible to watch it all for one. Well, one of the huge issues with stranger things is when it first came out in like what 2014 I think or 2015 or something like yeah. that. Um, when it first came out, it was this big old 80s nostalgia kick. The 80s nostalgia kick is starting to go away because it's been so long that now the 90s nostalgia is starting to be the thing. Oh yeah, we just had Dr. Dre and Eminem come out and and play the Super Bowl halftime show. What do you think yeah, that I'm was? Just... It was 90s nostalgia. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. Like. Th- We've been going through these trends of we got to tap into nostalgia, tap into nostalgia, and we're already getting into a new decade of it. So they need to wrap the show up, especially because the kids are getting older. They're like probably in their twenties now at this point. Yeah, how, so how old is Ben Wolfhard? I think they're only seventeen. Well, I think I think I, I well I think eleven is only like seventeen. Okay, but let me. I, it's still, I mean, yeah. Finn Wolfhard is nineteen. You you got to keep the the interest engaged <laughs> there, and so you just you just grab this from my Facebook post. Yeah, <laughs> it works. It does. What's going on? Uh, so this is the new poster for uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, we got our first, we got our second trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness during the Super Bowl. Um. And there's a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot of Easter eggs in this poster. A lot of people are saying that this little shard of glass is showing this exact Deadpool picture with him putting his finger over his lips. I think it's trolling. I don't think he's in the movie. He may be. I think he is. I think this this is exactly how they're going to make that that jump for Deadpool 3. I think Deadpool 3 is actually going to make a mockery of the multiverse stuff. Well, and I think that this movie is actually going to be the big catalyst for how mutants enter into the MCU. And Ryan Reynolds came out today saying that he's not in Doctor Strange 2. He he promised he's not in Doctor Strange 2. Um, but I think it's a trope. I think it's a trick. And he's Andrew Garfield said the same thing. Well, but he's saying he's not in, in Doctor Strange, meaning Ryan Reynolds. He's not saying Deadpool isn't oh. in the Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. He just keeps saying he's not in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So 
that's what I say. I, and you're going to get, uh, we've already, I, I don't know, man. The trailer ruins it because you're going to get the Illuminati. You already know it. You're going to get the Marvel version of the Illuminati. Um, yeah, they, they, hear I wish Patrick they would have kept that Patrick Stewart thing closer to yeah, the chest. You hear Patrick Stewart's voice, and it's it's not, this isn't a, a Hawkeye, is it, isn't it, D'Onofrio situation it's clearly patrick Stewart. like that voice yeah is, it's very clear which leads me to believe it's not the biggest thing in this movie so deadpool could very well be in this because if you remember from spider-man no way home they kept a lot of those things close to their chest i mean there was a lot of leaks but they the first trailer or second trailer i forget which one showed alfred molina and willem dafoe in the movie eventually you yeah. got to see no, I, I electro and those weren't even the biggest reveals, right? It was Matt Murdock and the two other Spider-Men. So, also, just to keep in mind, is that this movie has been testing with audiences for two months now. So a lot of these leaks that are coming out, you need to be very, very careful. Oh, I stopped reading articles. Coming oh, dude, out are I don't, probably accurate. So I don't want to know. There's a it. huge one out there right now that I'm not going to spoil. But there's a huge one out there right now that pretty much has a list of all the cameos that are rumored to be in this movie. Is this the so, one that says um, Dom, isn't it? No. That list? No. <laughs> yeah, that, the, I didn't. So the reason I posted this one. on Facebook is is this is a poster and it's speculation. I didn't want to post something like, hey, this guy says that Deadpool's in. Like, I didn't want to post that rumor bullshit. But this kind of leads, like, you can decide. Yeah, this is decide, an official poster. It could be. Yeah, thing. you can decide whether you think that's Deadpool or not. I personally think it's Deadpool. Um, you also see uh, Captain Carter's shield somewhere in here. I think in the bottom right-hand corner, uh, there's there's She's a bunch. of in the trailer. Yeah, there's Captain a bunch Carter's of stuff in, in this. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff in this. There's also uh, someone well, was I saying. I saw someone said something about Ultron was teased in the trailer. I didn't see anything about there's that. There's robots in the Those trailer. Those robots. That oh, look okay. very Ultron esque. I mean, there was the zombies. There's also a so, different version if. of. Right. And that's and that's where What If times in, tries in. Because remember, they said that What If, anything Disney Plus related is Marvel canon. So yeah. What If was going to tie in to the MCU. And that's how they're doing it. It's through the, the zombies. All right. And, so let's just. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that's why we're getting, like, the evil Doctor Strange. We're also getting, like, the, um, different, you know, very different versions of Doctor Strange in this movie. Apparently going to be three different versions of Doctor Strange in this movie. Um, Which we, one, we, getting... we saw that in the trailer. Yeah. We saw Supreme. We saw Supreme. We saw the zombie. And we saw Doctor Strange. But there's also a piece of official i just realized my camera's off sorry guys there's also a piece of official um i think it's a t-shirt or something that shows three different doctor stranges so i yeah, mean we know that thing. zombie wando will be the big bad she was in the 32nd trailer i thought it was cool how much how much they looked like the drawings from what if like i really yeah. liked that they tried to keep that consistency like even down to the how the blood is running down her face you know what I mean? Like it, they did a really good job. I keep hitting my mic, but if you look in this in this poster, one thing they wanted you to notice that at least, so all the characters we know of, right? The main characters, there's at least one shard of glass of each of them screaming, and there's supposed to be some significance there. 
I don't know what the significance is. A horror movie. Yeah, but there's supposed to be some. There's supposed to be some Easter egg about that, and I don't. I haven't been reading articles because I don't want this to get spoiled for me like Spider Man did. So I don't know what the significance is, but I did read a headline about some about the screaming shards of glass. Well, there's also been articles written from that apparently in board meetings they've said that they want to use this movie to bring back characters that have since been killed in the MCU so they continue doing stories with them but different versions of them. And that's where you're getting the the whole like yeah. Tom Cruise's Tony Stark stuff coming from. Um see that that I'm okay with. I don't want don't just bring in Black Widow. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they will. Well, but, Black Widow. Like, they we know. That. We know that a version of Black Widow exists because of what yes. if. Yeah, yeah. We know that. I just let characters die. It's okay. I didn't like in the Arrowverse how they did that. Once the multiverse got opened up and they brought in Black Canary and it's like this evil version, it was just annoying. And then they kept doing it. Every character that died, there was an alternate like version of them, and it was just. It, well, I, I think there is annoying. one thing to be said is that. Marvel is a bit more artistic when it comes to that stuff than the CW is. So hopefully sure, it's done better. Money. Yeah. CW like just was really uninspired all their shows, but if they do do it, I mean, look at uh what they did with with Pietro, right? In WandaVision. I mean, he was killed in Age of Ultron. They brought in an actor that we recognize as Pietro from a whole, totally different universe. There's also supposed to be some thing where they're going to rectify that whole boner joke thing in this movie maybe so there's a lot there's there's a lot that's going to happen in this movie it's rather long too right uh i don't think they've set a runtime on it yet yeah i don't know what, what i would like for this movie is it'd be sweet if this movie introduced deadpool 3 and then deadpool 3 you get deadpool just like jumping between different multiverses and then that just becomes a running theme. So he, and then that that would explain well, why he takes over the Stanley cameo. So he just can cameo yeah, in man. every movie after that because he's jumping between multiverses. Well, now America I want Chavez him, could like team up with him. Yeah, yeah. Like, that'd be I cool. want, I want, I want Deadpool to start doing the Stanley cameos, but wearing Stanley's glasses and the mustache <laughs> like over his suit. Bruce Campbell shows up as Ash and slays all the zombies. That's interesting. So. There is a rumor that Bruce Campbell will be a version of Mysterio in this movie because Sam Raimi, who's directing this, wanted to do Mysterio in the third and the fourth Spider-Man movie, and they wanted Bruce Campbell to be Mysterio. So I wonder, I wonder if we're going to get John Malkovich as the Vulture too, because that no, that was something Sam Raimi was was high on too. It was it was John Malkovich as the Vulture. Uh, Bruce Campbell right, as Mysterio. All right, I I have a speaking of Vulture. We we went and saw Uncharted last night, Lance and I. There was another, you know, the Morbius trailer again. Michael Keaton's in that, but that's supposedly the Andrew Garfield Spider Verse. Is there going to be some kind of multiversal tie-in with Morbius? Do you guys think? Well, in the picture they show in the trailer is is Toby. It's Toby, but I thought they said that it's Andrew Garfield's Spider Man universe. No, there's there's a rumor that that because of the reaction that that they got from Andrew Garfield, because Andrew Garfield got a bigger reaction than Toby did in No Way Home. His entrance was better. But, yeah, but yeah. like people went nuts over Andrew Garfield, and not it, it in the theaters pro- I was part of. Not the times. Oh I yeah, every every time I was. saw it, 
every time I saw, well, for, Matt Murdock gets little to no reaction because most mm. of those people don't know who he is. And second was Andrew Garfield. Then it was Toby. And then probably the biggest reaction was uh, the three of them uh, swinging together. Oh, so cool. But Andrew, so Andrew got such a huge audience reaction that, that now they're considering about bringing him back and using him to kind of connect all these external Spider, uh, Spider-Man villain movies. I don't think that was their intention when they created Morbius. The you're, movie. Probably, you're probably right. Well, I just think it's interesting that you got Michael Keaton supposedly playing Vulture in the Morbius movie. Well, I, I don't know because I think it's it's Venom. Let there be carnage. That is the one that. Um. Venom. Let there be carnage is the one that kind of like solidified the whole Andrew Garfield that's being set in the Andrew Garfield Spider Verse. Because How so? Well, because the Sam Raimi one, Venom already exists. Mm-hmm. Eddie Brock already existed. Mm-hmm. So now you've got Eddie Brock and Venom in this universe, and, Ven- and Venom says that guy as he licks the TV. And now Morbius and Venom are set in the same universe. We already know that because in the trailer, he says, I am Venom, and then shows his fangs and says, no, I'm just kidding. It's me, Dr. Michael Morbius. Yeah, and they talk about San Francisco and what's going yeah, on there. None in the of trailer. those characters exist in the Tom Holland Spider Verse or Spider Man movies. So it only makes sense that because it was already done in the Toby verse, these two movies are connected already. We already know that to make it in the Garfield, the Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield already talks about being the a time where he was dark where he almost beat a man to death. How easy is it I want to see and, that. How easy is it to go back in a third movie and show that he had that symbiote? And it was because when like in the comics, when Peter gets the, the symbiote, you know, he's much more violent. Mm-hmm. And you see him as in the black suit, Garfield in the black suit before it goes to or a version of the black suit that's a symbiote that's related, like one of the symbiotes from the first Venom movie or something, because we know that there's multiples and he almost beats a man to death on in it. Yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the symbiote that that no, Tom Hardy has no. because we saw we saw how that right how how that was created. But all the hive minds are connected too. So yeah, I mean you can go with that theory that it's the hive mind and he remembers what you know Spider Man from the Toby verse. But I think it's a lot easier to continue on the the universe they're building with Andrew Garfield as their Spider Man versus interjecting Tom Holland in there to be their Spider Man or Toby Maguire. Yeah, I hope you're right. Yeah, well, and it's interesting, too, because Toby, they did an interview of the three of them together, and he he flat out, he implied that his his version of Spider-Man is not over, too. So I think there's plans for all three of them. Well, Toby, Toby's been out of work for a while, so he's just—he's like, yeah. Well, he man. retired. I mean, he <laughs> he flat out came out, he, he, uh, uh, you know, a I'd decade retire ago after doing the Great Gatsby too. <laughs> you know, whenever the Great Gatsby came out, like he just retired. Like it wasn't like he was actually pursuing it. Um, I think he was more interested in directing or something like that, or whatever. Most of these actors, like I want to direct, but. 
I'm just disappointed that we already know now that we're going to get a Marvel version of the Illuminati, an MCU version of the Illuminati. I wish they would have kept it closer to the chest because I think that's going to be huge. I think that tells you there's probably going to be even bigger reveals. Yeah, probably. I'm so excited for this movie. I'm, I'm, it's, it's ramping up to where I'm almost as excited for this movie as I was for Spider-Man at the, at the peak excitement for Spider-Man because it started to wane off a little bit because of all the reveals that got spoiled. But it's getting to that point with because I'm being so cautious about what I read that that the trailers alone are getting me excited or these posters and the way it really should be, you know, for anybody that likes these movies. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. A couple weeks, Batman. Really excited about that. We got mm-hmm. I'm staying I'm so away from I'm staying away from all spoilers because I do not want a a react or a replay of of spider-man totally agree i i'm so stoked that we got movie or tickets for the dolby on that movie batman oh me too so stoked did you see that there's a story going around about that that there's a man who's saying that he has already told his wife that he fully anticipates missing the birth of their firstborn child because his child is born his due date is the day the batman movie comes out yeah sorry dude He's not gonna sit in the that. theater and he'll come to the hospital after the movie's over. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, that's right. Not okay. That's not okay. It's Aaron not, you can see the movie me. later. Okay. Aaron not the is the second nicest. coming of Christ, dude. Like it's just like Batman will still be there after the birth. <laughs> I don't Aaron care what is the movie. Nicest, is. kindest, most sweetest person ever. But she would have shot me if I was like, mm, no, Logan's due on Batman's coming out. I'm going to see Batman. And I'll be at the hospital afterwards. Now, what's cool is that we're going on my birthday. So my birthday is March third, and uh, we're we're going on my birthday. So I think that's pretty awesome. That actually something to look forward to, other than turning thirty-seven. <laughs> well, do you guys yeah, want did. to talk about how we can he get did. more peace in our lives? He bought tickets instead of seeing his kid's birth. It's fucked up, man. I would fully expect my wife to divorce me. Oh, dude, it's instant grounds for divorce. <laughs> instant grounds for divorce at least we're all at least we're all uh conscious enough to recognize like where the priority like the three of us here where our priorities should be right <laughs> yeah it's a pretty low bar you know um and i don't care because he doesn't watch this show i know that but i had a boss uh a previous job that there was an event that was happening like in texas or something like that and it was right around the due date for my second son or uh, my second kid and he wanted me to go on this trip. And I said, no dude, it's too close to the due date. He was like, Oh, you're fine. Like come. And I was like, no, I can't. And he got really pissed that I wasn't going on this trip for this event. You and your mom have the same birthday. Oh yeah. Well, happy birthday. Early birthday. But he got pissed that you weren't going to that event. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's all good. He got pissed that I was that I wasn't going to the event, and I stayed here to witness the birth of my child. How dare you? How dare you? Oh, and then he and then we he only gave me to get paid. Then he only gave me like five days off of work for maternity. Oh, I mean, it's the second. And they were kid, unpaid. Though. They were unpaid. It's the second kid, so all the novelty's worn off, right? I guess it was a good thing I was there because there was complications with that one. He was almost yeah. born in the parking lot of the hospital. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It was like crazy emergency. Mm-hmm. 
Is it because you're going 105 miles an hour? No. Uh, what had happened? Uh, my mom actually. My mom actually. I was at work, and my mom actually picked up my wife to take because my wife waited too long to take her to the hospital. And while they're trying to find a parking space, she was about to start crowning. That was a that was a Talladega Nights joke. Probably oh. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I don't even know if I would have recognized it <laughs> if I if I actually caught what you said. Well, because it's like the start of the movie, and she's giving birth to him in the back of the head and he, in the car, and he's like, "I hit 105 miles an hour," and she's like, "Reese, the baby's coming." He's like, "Hold on to something," and he hits the brakes, and like. Then you hear the baby oh, crying. Oh, I do remember that. Out. I do remember that, dude. All I remember from that movie is, "Thank baby Jesus." Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Yeah, or I'm shake hopped up on and Mountain Dew. <laughs> There's a lot of great lines from that. But yeah, let's movie. talk a little Peacemaker. The final episode of Peacemaker. I loved it so much. It's, um, it's for me. I was like, it ended it so well. Yeah. Um. I I loved it because I think it humanizes him a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, it does. Because I think prior like you, you see in Suicide Squad where he makes the decision to back the government over doing what's what's right, right? To uh with the um with the thumb drive or hard drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that the result of this his decision at the end of this is com- is completely contrary to how he made decisions in Suicide Squad. So it shows his growth as a human being. Wouldn't you agree? Um, I believe so. I think his team and him having a team around him kind of humanized him and, and they've all kind of affected him in different ways. Like Edebayo mm-hmm. has had a big effect on him. Uh, whether like, I think like the most powerful moment in this episode is when Die Beard is, is pretending to be a butterfly and he explains why his beard is two different colors. Oh, yeah, that was – I kind of felt for him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I think he kind of – that kind of, like, hit him in the, that, like, moral spot that he has. I'm still here. Um, but, yeah, the, the, just to make the choice of, of letting people choose free will and to make their own choices versus being, you know, overrun and having an alien overlord – make your choices for you i loved it in the name of peace was very interesting and intriguing i loved it because if he would have helped him that probably would have been more um that probably would have been a better uh route towards peace right which is supposed to be his whole mm-hmm. his whole mantra it probably would have been a better route towards peace to help the butterflies out and instead, he put his faith in human beings, which I don't think he would have done that before this team was put around but, him. But did he do? Because it's an inter- it's interesting that that butterfly, I can't think of its name right now, is still alive. It shows up at his house and he feeds it again. Oh, not for long, because you could tell he didn't have much of that goop left. Yeah, but there's also cases of that goop where he can get still get it to feed the one butterfly versus the golf. Thank you. Bass golf is still alive to, and he's still taking care of it and he can still get some of that goop. They just killed the cow. Yeah. But caterpillar or caterpillar, whatever. (laughs) But I thought like this was the best episode yet for a con a 
Yeah, um, it's, it's, everybody had growth in this, right? I mean, except uh, for vigilante. Well, vigilante, vigilante is stunted. He's just a dick, man. Dude, he's not a dick. He, I don't think he. I don't think he's a dick. I wouldn't use he, that word to classify him. Can I we think say he's bravo for vigilante though, because this dude gets shot, gets blown up, gets yeah. shot again, and he just walks in like, "Hey guys, what's up?" And Har- and Harcourt gets shot and like almost killed, and she's down. And and vigilante's just like he gets peppered, and he's he's still going. I could argue that vigilante vigilante ugh, i can't say it is borderline autistic and i think that, and i think that that speak so that's that's why i hesitate to call him a dick i think he's just clueless does that make sense yeah, yeah. it just depends on your definition you can be a dick and be clueless yeah, but, people but, if people understand you're clueless they're just not going to get mad at you for being a jerk okay well, okay, so let's let's use my sister-in-law as an example. I know she doesn't watch this show, so I'm not going to get in trouble. Uh, my sister-in-law is probably more so than anybody I know I, lacks the I already know exactly ability. what you're going to say, and you're right. I totally get your point. Lacks your the point. ability of tact, right? She doesn't have it. But she also doesn't realize what she's saying is rude. So would I call her a dick, or would I just call her just tactless and clu- unaware? You know what I mean? So I think Dick, there's a certain part of it that that is intentional. Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. So, yeah, but I you, do think he's mentally. Sorry. So like, I, when I when I went to P, did you guys talk about um, the fish fucking? No, we didn't. No, we haven't gotten that far. <laughs> I yet. think that it kind of shows that too when they're making the the fart jokes at a bio and he keeps them going and and Peacemaker's like, dude, we're past that. Yeah. You know, and he's a child. He's a child that has has awesome abilities. <laughs> There's know, essentially like, something in his childhood that is, that trauma that has kept him. Yep. Season two is going to reveal it. And I love, but I but I'm here for it. Like he, I think he makes this show. Him and him and Peacemaker make this show so so much. Oh yeah. Like, I would argue it. It's the trio. I love the scenes with Peacemaker, Economos, and and yeah, I I agree with you. I'll give you that. Like Harcourt is just kind of there as like the potential love interest. Abadio is kind of there as the 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 North Star, I think. You know? Yeah. And you have you have Economos, Vigilante, and and uh and Peacemaker that there's really like this brotherhood kind of forming, you know? Yes, but that. I I what I was about to say about this show is Well eagerly makes every, the show too. Yeah. Yes. Every character in it though is one that I think is crucial to making the show great. You know, there's some other shows that as much as I love them, you could get rid of certain characters. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like if you got rid of Angela on the office, would it really ruin the show? Probably not. You know what I mean? But in this show, I feel like you need everybody other than, and I cannot remember his name, the boss. Mern. Mern. And I liked Mern, but like the show didn't lose any sense of, fun when he died well i think i think what it lost was the um uh the textbook uh the 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 strictness of it so like he was dad right of this whole family of of misfits right because that's what you could call these people is their misfits he was 
I'm sorry. Stick's comment because of how you keep saying it. <laughs> totally is it vigilante? Vigilante? No. Vigilante. Vigilante. And, you, and you're like, vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but he was kind of like the dad, right? And, and had this whole family of misfits. And now Harcourt and Abadio are kind of like mom and dad, right? And, and it kind of shows how starkly different they are where... Harcourt's first reaction is violence. Go get them. Get it done. Abadio is, you know, show a little uh, empathy and things like that, right? So it it does change the show, but not. F- it, I think it changes it for the better, right? Yeah. Like it, I think that his death is kind of crucial to their growth as a as a team. Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, but I. I love, you know, we're going spoilers, right? We already, yeah. I think we've already yeah. spoiled things. I love at the end when Abadayo is is doing her press conference and yeah, Amanda Waller showing up like, what the are you doing? It just right totally opened the whole. Absolutely. I love it. Open the book. Because I hate Waller. Oh my God. I mean, who who doesn't hate Waller? She's just such a hateable person. I want to know but, if that chick that hit her over the head ever got out of jail. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> Literally hits I her over really, the head so she could save a whole civilization of people, and now she's rotting in a jail, most likely. I hope season two brings in other characters from the Suicide Squad. Like, could we get? I don't know. I don't want to say Harley Quinn, but like, I guess Harley. Well, or... I think I think with the the reveal of the big cameo at the end, it's an, it's anyone's possible now. What big What big cameo are you referring to? The the J the Justice League. Okay. I think the Justice yeah. League showing up at the end means Pandora's box is open, so anybody can show up. Unless it's Henry show. Cavill or Gal Gadot, they're there. They're not. They don't have any speaking, but but you don't have Batman. You don't have Cyborg. Like, well, and James Gunn came out and addressed that uh, Batman and Cyborg, and he says it has something to do with something in the future is why they weren't there. Mm. So he actually addressed that. But Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot, uh, they weren't there. Those were stand-ins. Well, clearly. They had everything shaded so well. Well, and Ezra Miller was going to be a stand-in, too. And then James Gunn found out from a friend, from a friend, from a friend, that he was interested in doing it. So it was only going to be Jason Momoa. Well, I'm glad because I, I would have been fine if it was only Jason Momoa. But it was so much funnier that Barry was also there. By the way, and I know that this is on. interaction made me giggle so much. This isn't on the topic of Peacemaker. But the latest trailer for The Flash has me really excited. You mean like the Heroes ones with like a clip from The Flash? No, I saw a long trailer where you actually see like a suit and him speeding up and then it has the... It was, how, it was longer. How new of a trailer are we talking? Last week, I think. What? Maybe I've missed a trailer then. Because the la- I thought the last trailer they released was at DC FanDome like last year. No, I, I, I saw one that had snippets of Batman, Black Adam, Aquaman... I yeah, saw that one, but then I saw a a longer one. So I saw a longer one where you actually get to see like his suit and you see the bolts going up like the like it's actually a, like a leotard almost. It's not that Power Ranger bullshit that Zack Snyder did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a legit trailer or not. Maybe it was the old one and I and like it just had the I don't know. Maybe I'm getting the two mixed up. Maybe it was the snippet one. I don't know. But I got excited for it because he actually looks like the Flash. 
Yeah, the, the he looks way better in the new movie. Now I need to see if if there is a trailer. It's a little too. Link. Yeah, I just looked it up. There, I don't think there is. I think you're just thinking about the old trailer. But I think but, you, you got to confirm. You know, we got the confirmation that, and I love that that ending that Aquaman does fuck fish. Even Barry, <laughs> even Barry confirmed it. <laughs> and that I love the. Dude, I love the whole conversation about Green Arrow being a brony who goes to conventions as the back half of Twilight Sparkle. This is a gaping butthole of Twilight Sparkle. <laughs> I love that. They're like, guys, every story he has about the Justice League is made up. And then I don't remember who jumps in. They're like, no, man, that last one is true. No, it's like, no, I read about jumps that one. In and he goes, he goes, that stuff. Uh, he, yeah, he's like. Yeah, you're right. It is economist because he's he's talking about he's like, except for that stuff about Green Arrow, I've heard that that's true. And then Vigilante says, and Aquaman, (laughs) fucking fish. So I love, dude. I love this show so much. Like, it's there's just so many layers to it, and it's how many episodes was there? Eight, eight, eight. Just seeing his growth and like even that interaction between him and the ghost of his dad in the woods. Where he's like, I'm in your head, come stain. Just go. And he's like, No, you're not. I went for my blowgun first, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, it, dude, it's so good. And the stuff with Eagly and the helmet, so funny, dude. It, I think that's going to be a huge part of next season is him hallucinating his dad. Well, maybe because it just shows that his dad is always going to be a part of him. And he's. He, you know, his dad's sitting down next to him at the end of the, the episode and and all that, too. So it just shows that that demon's always going to be there. But. Yeah, I'm I I love it. I I don't know who they're going to get for this other spinoff show that they're doing. Um, But uh, who would you want it to be? someone completely new or somebody that we saw in the last movie um i think it's gonna be a rat catcher show because i think that's primed to make a a tv show out of i don't think so because it's like i don't think it's gonna hit the same way that this this show does yeah i think it's absolutely amazing though because when i heard that they were making a show for this i was like really i hate him what a stupid idea. And it ended up being one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. So if they want to keep doing crazy, ridiculous stuff, I'm down. And they and I, it came out that they told John Cena to... Well, Wonder Twins is already getting a movie, Zaggy. Um, but it came out that they told John Cena not to read any Peacemaker stuff before this. And to give it his own, give it his own spin. And he did so well with this character. Is this... So I'm not familiar with Peacemaker whatsoever. Peacemaker I mean, he's like a D tier character. Like a, he? Yeah, he originally debuted as like a, a one issue character. But like is 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 John Cena's portrayal of him anything like the comics? Mm, yes and no. It borderlines. But he's not as like jokey in the comics. Like he's very much like peace, peace, peace. You know, he's a very much a, a trained killer, but it's not as like comedical as as this show is um vigilante is neat like vigilante's backstory is very dark too 
Do you think it's a show about um, vigilante? No, but I I don't know who it's going to be about. It's hard to say. But with James Gunn, the way he's done it, dude, he's he's using, he's grabbing C and D list DC characters. Well, that's what he did with Guardians shows. of the Galaxy. Well, right, and and so who knows what he's going to pull out of his his hat next? But it's really smart though, because yeah. even yes, there's going to be fans of those characters, but for the most part, even the comic readers aren't going to be like mad if you do it a little different at this do you think point, it's a think, king shark show i was gonna say that i think at this point <laughs> everything's on the table and i wouldn't be surprised if king shark is the next <laughs> tv show you know what ha- oh you know what has- i would watch that oh, james man. james gunn has an affinity for for weasel yeah weasel is still alive but like for he's come out several times and said how much he loves that character I just don't know how you do a TV show over something that doesn't really talk. It's, it's more of it's, a gag. It's too bad they killed uh, Michael Rooker's character because he could have been fun to have a have his yeah. own show. I I really think that Rick Flagg's not really dead. I, I hope. I mean, I I like the character, but he, come on, he should be I dead. Think, think they literally dead. showed him getting like stabbed in the heart. His heart stopping. Like, mm-hmm. like dude, uh, John Cena got shot in the neck. Yeah, but they didn't yeah, but you can die. Survive a shot in the neck. As uh, long as I mean, you can survive a shot. As long as it doesn't hit your uh, your artery, your carotid artery there, you can survive a shot there. I'm looking at members of of. You can uh, survive lots of shots. I've mm-hmm. probably been shot thirty times in my life. I'm alive. Easy there, fifty cent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about vaccinations. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the members of, like, one-time members of Suicide Squad. Yeah, I wouldn't and... be surprised if there's a Harley Quinn appearance in season two. No, I'm sure there is. Dude, freaking do a kite man calendar. I man think season show. two. I think the the. The opener for season two is at a bio coming out and outing Argus and outing the Suicide Squad and all that. So now Amanda Waller is going to be throwing the house at, her, at them. So I think a lot of and that her is own daughter. Be, yes. Yeah, I think a lot of that is going to be you're going to see a lot of like Suicide Squad, uh, Suicide Squad members showing up to try and kill him or try and kill members of the group. Um, I think that's you're going to see a lot of villains and heroes showing up for that. So I wouldn't be surprised. And there's still stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Judo Master TV show because Judo Master is there, but he's not really, there's not a whole lot of depth to do. I was bummed that we did not get the Hot Cheeto reveal. Yeah. I was was seriously on board with your hypothesis about the Hot Cheetos. And it ends with him in the field crying over all the dead butterflies, you know? So who knows? But... He's just really passionate about global warming. Or maybe it's a point, romantic comedy. Maybe it's a romantic point, comedy with Aquaman and Fish. <laughs> at this point, if it's James Gunn and it's a TV show for DC, I'm I'm there for it right now. James Gunn is going to save DC. He's going to single-handedly save DC. I hope so. He could save Martha. <laughs> you know. Here's my thing. Like, like I know I give Max a bunch of shit. I love the DC universe as a whole. I mean, Superman, Batman, Flash, like Flash is one of my favorite characters ever. So I want it to succeed. 
you know. So I I know I give him a lot of shit over Batman versus Superman and stuff, and it's just because how disappointed I am that it wasn't good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I want these movies to be good. Now I'm finally seeing like I I started get and I know you don't like Shazam, but I started getting optimistic when Shazam came out. Suicide Squad was pretty good. This Batman movie has me excited. Joker was really good. So I'm starting to see that they're that they're starting to get better. What I don't want is for them to start splintering the universe. You know, like they've done with the Joker and they've they're doing with the Batman. Like I've I want to see that team up. A real solid team up that not that Joss Whedon bullshit that we had or the or the thing that looks like it was shot through a paper towel roll from Zack Snyder. Well, you know, I mean, I'll give it to D. I'll give it to Warner Brothers. They are doing everything in their power to try and salvage those characters and salvage the fact that they've got Jason Momoa playing Aquaman and they've got, um, what's his name? Um, Ezra Miller playing Barry Allen. Like, Gal Gadot do, is one of the biggest names in Hollywood Gal, right now. Gal Gadot is Warner Woman. They're trying to hard to salvage that. What if it's a what if it's a, a Deadshot or blood or Bloodsport? Idris Elba, or or Will Smith because Will Smith is pretty predominant in, in that universe still. Well, he came out um, and said that he's willing to come back. Yeah, I read that a couple weeks ago. Probably because he sees that the success that James Gunn is having with the with the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. Like. I thought he was one of the weaker points in the first Suicide Squad movie. Like, I just didn't buy him as that like character. The, my favorite like part of the first Suicide Squad movie is Diablo. I don't think it'll be anything from the first Suicide Squad movie. I think James Gunn is going to try and separate himself from that movie in, in his movie. But yeah, now you got possible. a bunch of fanboys coming out saying they want the air cut. Mm. That's because of people like... Max down there who loved the Justice League Snyder cut. It's so much better. It's better, so but good. you put you put you put perfume on on shit and it's still shit. Well, that's not true. I my issue with the just with Zack Snyder's Justice League is he's like, look how great of a filmmaker I am, and he went so artistic that it makes it unwatchable. Well, I still stand, and I'll die on this hill that it's not a cut when he got to film. He got money to film extra scenes to put in this movie to finish his vision. So it's not it's it becomes J- Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's not a a, a Snyder cut because yeah. it's you know. yeah, No, it's true. It was it's a new movie using a lot of old footage, mostly old footage, but not you you're right. I just yeah, a lot like, of money I to didn't redo like the way it was shot. I I just didn't like the way it was shot. The, with the, like I bought I a big screen TV for a reason. And I have to watch it through a four inch by four inch square. Oh, you're exaggerating. I've watched the whole movie. We have the exact same TV. I've watched it on my new TV. It's awesome. I've got the 4K disc. It is beautiful. And it's all in black but and white. It leaves a no. It's not. It leaves not? a lasting impression. And I kind of just want to talk about something else that's got a last word in it. Yeah, Last of Us, the TV show. <laughs> Was confirmed by the head of HBO that it is not coming until 2023. I'm it bummed. is currently filming now as we speak in Canada. So you're bummed. Did you think it was coming out this year? Because I never did. I thought so. But the way they've been teasing it and stuff, like I thought we'd at least get it like in December. 
Uh, yeah, I thought we would get it fourth quarter 2022. Did you? For sure. Yeah, I just never thought it was going to come this year. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, it was on the table for 2022? It's no secret, Max. You know this. This is one of my favorite games of all time. So I'm very excited about this. And in fact, did, am I the one that got you to play the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are. It's it's one of my favorite games ever. It's one of the first games I can remember that I could not put down until I beat it. And I, I'm not a gamer by any means. Like it, it takes a lot for me to be that invested into a video game. Uncharted in this game and the second one were those games for me. And I just want to say, I'm not completely sold on the girl that they cast, though. Yeah, it's. I think she's a good actress. We'll see. I'm a wait and see kind of a thing. Like, we can react and say that the casting is terrible. Just like we're going to talk about Uncharted later. I was never on board with Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg but I was like, well, let's just wait and see. Spoiler, he still sucked. <laughs> but Midwest, they filmed part of this down the road from my house and another part in Edmonton just down the road from my work. He's nice. from Canada, so. Nice. Um, but, I but really like, wanted the girl from the, Last Man Standing. Sure, she looks the part. Like, she would have been great. But this actress is really good, and I think she can do a good job. I, I just don't. I wait guess for some trailers. I don't know her. Yeah, wait for some trailers, and and you might be you might be surprised. Pedro Pascal, Pedro Pascal though, is also not who I would have picked to play Joel, but yeah. he's a good actor. So, well, like if you can... remove Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four from his resume, was this he just a gives bad me actor, or was it just badly written? This just gives me run... Resident Evil vibes, man. Like, the... did you watch the new one, Resident Evil? I've not watched the new one yet. I want to, but I haven't yet. I was thinking about watching it just because I like to support Robbie Amell. But I just. I don't know, like, the, there's, I mean, I guess other than Sonic, there really is a bad track record from video games transitioning to movies. Uncharted was really good, dude. It was really good. It wasn't, you know, my pick for movie of the year or nothing, but it was really See, I'm good. Hearing, I'm hearing a split, like, yeah, you guys are saying it's really good, but I've heard from people that are, like, hardcore fans of the series that it's not good. Um, I have heard that the, from a lot of people say that the worst part of the movie is Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Um, yeah, he's bad as Sully. But I have heard I've heard mixed reviews on it, and that's I know Aaron really wants to see it because she's got a Tom Holland fetish, and I'm just kind of like, I guess I'll go just to to tag along. But nobody yeah. in this movie, except for the girl and uh, Chloe, right, Max? Yeah. Nobody in this movie is who I would have picked to, to be cast. Tom Holland does a decent job he did way better than i expected yeah it my issue is they have a few callbacks to the game that i love well i'm gonna let you guys talk about the movie at the end of it so let's save let's save it for that okay but yeah last of us two not coming until 2023 i feel like this is gonna be like the walking dead and another video game announcement netflix i'm stoked for this optioned a bioshock most overrated video game ever. I, I love, love it. The first Bioshock. Infinity is really good too. They have not said whether it's going to be live action or um, animated, but I wish they would let Guillermo del Tormo do it. I think he mm-hmm. would knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And I would. I I can't wait that's, to see if they go a live good action. For the, this. the rapture under the water scenes and shots and. 
I think this would be a really cool movie. I I would love to see a live action version. I like the story of Bioshock. I just don't understand why people give it so much praise. I think it's that I don't think the gameplay is very fun. The story is awesome. The big reveal that happens later on, so cool. The world is great, but I just hate the gameplay, and that's a big well, deal. When, well, I think when that did that game come out? Because I for the story. Feel like I had it on my 360. Yeah, it's a 360 yeah. game. I don't know. I I love I love these games. I mean, I thought the story was really good. I thought there was kind of a a horror element to it. Yeah. That you know that I enjoy. I I mean, I've been saying since I played the first one. I mean, I bought the reissue for my Switch because I love these games so much. Um, I'm excited. I hope it's live action though. I really hope it's not animated. I would prefer live action. I think it's a really cool world, and they could make something awesome. I'm, I'm slightly bummed it's a Netflix movie because I think that this would be great in like big budget, like blockbuster. It was yeah, Bioshock August twenty first, twenty twenty, or August twenty first, two thousand seven. Yeah, that's when the game came out. Yeah, like early ish in the three sixty era, actually. Mm-hmm. They did a remaster about seven years ago. It's actually not a bad looking remaster. That's when I played it. I the played remaster the remaster I bought version. is from 16. Yeah, so what did I is say? Is that the Seven? one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I love the Bioshock, the first Bioshock game. I kind of I I can give see where you're coming from with the gameplay max, but the story is just I think done well and shot well, it could be a really good Yeah, I need to go one. back and play the other ones cuz that's just not my style of gameplay. But if I throw it down on easy mode and I don't even have to worry about it and I just get to enjoy the story, then cool. Well, I've heard Bioshock Two isn't as good, but I play well. Infinity is considered the best of the whole series. No, Bioshock is the original is. Yeah, the but Bioshock is. Infinite is it is highly regarded. Infinite is fun, but the first one is it's what everyone talks the, about. Yeah, the first one is a ten out of ten for like tons of people. And for some reason, people don't like to. I haven't played it. I I played the first like level, and then I played the first level of Infinite. Infinite was cool. I love the world in that. It's the, the art's really pretty. All right, let's talk about this next thing. Yeah, talk about next thing. If you you need more of that, fill the boys. Um, I think after seeing the success of the animation for Invincible, um, the boys were like, "How can we? How can we get more out of this this franchise? Let's release a TV show, a cartoon." So the boys, Diabolical, was announced during the Super Bowl. Um, it's an anthology series, right? Isn't each episode based on a, a different, different hero? Different, yeah. yeah. But we're finally seeing Huey portrayed in his original, as he was originally supposed to be, as Simon Pegg is voicing him. And he was the, the character design and the inspiration for the character in the comic book. So That's originally why I started reading these books before the show ever came out, but it was because the Simon Pegg he talked about it like in an interview or something like that. So I downloaded them all on my iPad and it was the whole reason I downloaded it. And, uh, and they actually, they got, uh, what's his name? Um, McQuaid, McQuaid or, uh, what's it? Jack, uh, what's the, what's the guy's, what's his name? That's playing the character now, Jack McQuaid. That's playing Huey right now. Yeah. Jack, uh, Wait, that doesn't sound right. Huey, the boys. 
Uh, yeah, uh, what's this? Jack, Jack Quaid. Quaid. Jack Quaid. Yeah, his his uh, his dad is Dennis Quaid, right? I think. Um, but that they cast Simon Pegg as his father in the show because he was too old yeah, to play Huey. That is, uh, his dad is Dennis Quaid, and his mom is Meg Ryan. Nice. I used to have such a crush on Meg Ryan when I was younger. <laughs> Before all the plastic surgery, but I guess I'm I'm here for the boys' diabolical. We'll see how it is. If it's anything as violent as the boys' show and as violent well, as the um, trailer says it will be, <laughs> Invincible. I'm um, I'm there to check it out. The trailer's pretty pretty bluff, blood, blah, pretty bloody. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we get a. <laughs> rumored first look concept art of Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. If this is really the concept art from it, we got the turtles here and, a, and another shot of them here. If this is really the concept of it, because he said that it's going to be more focused on the teenage years of the turtles. And if you look, Leonardo has braces. Um, not sure what this animation is. I'm well, this just looks sure. like watercolor painting or something. Yeah, what they're doing here. Hopefully, it's just like a first mock-up concept of it. Um, I got to but... say, I like it better than the way they look in Rise. Yes. Because uh, they I actually... understand what the whole like thought process is. And all of a sudden, like this need to put a full headband on Raphael is. Um, but... But it's supposedly going to launch an entirely new Turtles universe at Paramount Plus where they're going to release new movies and shows focusing on the villains um, as well as the Turtles. So we're going to see a lot more. We're basically getting a rebooted Turtles universe. Thank goodness. I don't like this art style, though. I don't. Well, they, this is either. concept art, right? They've called it concept art. Well, concept That's what they're saying. Concept though. art of it, yes. Because it's supposed to be CGI, so it's not going to look like this. Okay, but it's the shape of the faces, the skinniness of the arms. Like it's, yeah, it's not the watercolor. I don't have an issue with the watercolor. Well, well I would say the shape teenagers. of their faces are more are more like what it was in the original '80s cartoon than it than anything we've seen since. I, I like this, and I don't. Understand. I like this. I like Mikey. But I don't like this like weird snaggle tooth that Donatello's got. I don't like on. that. I don't understand why they why they have to like. We all know Donnie is good with tech. Why do you have to give him glasses? And like Michael Bay did that too. Put goggles they, on him. Yeah, they yeah. they. We get it. I think it's stereotypical when they when the smart one they put glasses on him and all this other bullshit. Like, why aren't people offended by that? My my biggest <laughs> issue is you said the name Seth Rogen. I just don't really like it. It's his production company. He's not writing it. No, he is writing it. With Evan Goldberg? Yes, they are writing it and they are producing it. They are doing yeah, it. I'm yes, not... it, it, he is behind it. Everything he touches, though, superhero wise, has been good. Except for. What has he touched? Except like, for. Green um, Hornet. Green Hornet, but he did Preacher. He did the Boys? He did the. Yeah, he's a part of the Boys. Yeah, he's. Okay, I didn't he's, know he was part his of the boys. Super, his the boys his awesome. behind the scenes stuff, superhero stuff, has really, really been good. Um, okay. But we'll see what he does. It, I have faith in this right now, but I, I know it's his concept art, but 
why is it such a trope and what is the the hesitancy to just go back to give us the the Jim Henson puppets that we all want that we're all clamoring for yeah I don't understand like because they did the CGI thing already and I actually really like the art in the CGI movie that they did the TMNT mm-hmm. that was supposed to yeah, be a direct continuation good. of the live action it was supposed to be number yeah. four yeah. of the live action movies it, the art direction looked really good but why do they keep having to go for CGI? Like, why can't we get... Is it because Michael Bay's movies sucked ass? I don't mind well, the even CGI. Michael Bay's movie, they CGI'd the turtles. I think if you put them in the suit like you did in the 90s and give us something like that, people are going to be more inclined to watch it. But, I mean, as the more I look at this, the more it grows on me because it is the, the teenage years. But it's just kind of like, still, you know... I. I guess it's not Rise, which I don't Rise know. Rise is bad. The abomination that they came out with Rise, but well, in the in Rise they completely changed the whole everything we know about them too. Like Leonardo is now it like is a completely different character. Raphael is the leader of the team. Um, like they changed the characters around. Then they gave each turtle its own like species it's a different mm. kind of species of turtle which makes no sense they're supposed to be brothers they were they got the ooze together why would four different types of turtles be together yeah in a sewer makes absolutely no sense uh and then there's this constant need to put them in people's clothes all the time like glasses and you look at the michael bay ones and michelangelo looks like a surfer yeah it's bad dude it's awful it's so well, bad. isn't that the whole reason too like i know like raphael's a snapping turtle and wasn't that the whole reason that splinter name opens up that renaissance painter book because they're painter turtles when they're dropped in the sewer so i haven't that's why they get the the classical painter names i, I never heard that i didn't know that mm-hmm. i believe they're supposed to be painter turtles this isn't going to get better until Nickelodeon sells their rights. Because, yes, Netflix ha- Netflix is optioned, but it's in conjunction with Nickelodeon. Like, Nickelodeon owns the Turtles. And it's been shit ever since Nickelodeon's bought it. They came out, with, I think, with one good series Nickelodeon did. The one where they had, like, stubby feet, I think, that was, like, that everybody was like, okay, I can get behind this. A well, bit. it was when they rebooted it after years of no movement on the turtles property. Cause they had the really like anime one, but that wasn't mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, right? That was Fox, I think, or Saban or something like that. Right. Yeah. It's like the teenage mutant Ninja turtles. That they, um, they rebooted in, in the early two thousands. That's the anime one where they're like yeah. big and like kind of hulking and I don't know if I would say big and hulking, but but they're they're bigger than the '80s thing. Like I I remember them being pretty like they're big. They're definitely bigger than the the '80s cartoon, yeah. But I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say like big and hulking. Was like. that Nick? Was that Nickelodeon? Yeah, mm-hmm. Nickelodeon did that. Mm-hmm. So Saban did the live action one with Venus before that came out. Yeah, that that's pretty much been retcon because now they have Jenica as the first official right. female turtle. So like the whole Venus de Milo thing, it all it, it's like it's not even it never even happened. Like like dude, I want I want to. Sh- this is just bad. Let me show you. 
like for some reason Leonardo has like sticks in front of him and Raphael's wearing sunglasses and Michelangelo's got like the puka shell and then they gave him the noses which is just awful yeah but then they put Donatello in like all this glass like glasses and goggles and like look at him Mm -hmm. why do you have to explicitly say like he's the nerd of the group I don't I don't get it yeah, it's, it's interesting. The look, their look isn't my favorite, but I don't really even hate it as much as you. It's just other aspects that made the movies bad. This is second to my bottom, as far as the way turtles. The my bottom is rice. Like I think it's absolutely horrible. I, I was especially pissed when I heard that Michael Bay wanted to make them aliens. I was like, don't you dare! They are literally teenage mutant ninja turtles. They are turtles. They are not aliens. Like this has been the this has been the most the best I've seen recently is the Batman Ninja Turtles mashup. And they're still a little bit too anime for me, but they at least don't look so stupid. Yeah. Apologize for my kids screaming in the background. Oh, it's all good. This is what we all want, right? No, I don't want the Batman Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's what I want right there. Yeah, I switched from that. Let's talk about this. Yeah, that's. I'll Those even. Nineties movies were so fun. They were so. Fun. I'll Not even be okay movies. with if uh, Corey Feldman wants to come back and revoice Donatello. Look how bad they look. This is the third one, right? Yeah, they do look. Yeah, worse. that's three. The, yeah. So this is this is Saban used these same suits for the TV show when Venus was brought in, and they have like the freckles on them and stuff, and they look, just look bad. Yeah. Yeah, stick boy, she's crying because Lance is mad at Nickelodeon. Dude, I wrote a whole article about this on on dude, I went on a tangent. I think I wrote like four pages just ripping into Nickelodeon <laughs> after the artwork for Rise was but look at they just look so fucking good here. Yes, they yeah, do. I, like they I jumped they off cool. the page. I think I think you could redo the animatronics and make them look even better and more modern. But yeah, I there's agree. no animatronics look- here. These are costumes. Whatever. Oh wait, what? I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. They're not animatronics. I just in general the the costumes. I think you could make them look even better today and more modern. No, I want yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I get it. I get it. You're 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 probably right. It's just every time they try to change it. Look at what I'm wearing. Like, isn't that funny? I had I didn't intend this, but every time they try to change it, it gets changed for the worse. Look at that. Her matchies. <laughs> and I'm wearing Star Wars. Big big surprise. So this was the CGI movie that they did, and they actually look pretty good here. Yeah, I like that. What's that one right below it? That one this looks one? like it might be alright. This is the yeah, reissue like of the video game intro. Yeah, that's for the, the, the uh, side-scroller that mm-hmm. is coming out. Yeah, so they redid the uh, the intro for the for the. That's TV right. Show. That's right. We talked about this one on the show. Yeah, it looks really good. See, and this one wasn't bad, but you notice that there's a theme with all these. They don't put the stupid people clothes on them. This well, the the one you've got up right now is like clearly meant for like younger kids. It's just yeah, like the Spider Man show on Disney Plus. Like, I like that it exists so that my toddler can watch it, but I don't like. But the there's way a Spider-Man lot of looks. There's a lot of but, turtle fans that that have an appreciation for this show. 
because yeah. it's more in line with how the 80s show was like they're kind of goofy mikey loves pizza like it's very much it's very similar to how the old 80s show is now it's a little bit more slapsticky because i've watched this i i actually i actually like i actually enjoy this show but i don't understand why why they keep having to go this much look have you guys seen the deteriorated Ugh. Donatello suit. We'll go to the one to the left. I think those are the NES uh, yeah. designs. But this is for the reissue. Those are too. awesome. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, they look similar to the original NES design. And I love those designs. I totally was stick boy on that. Well, what's next? I don't know. Lance could talk about turtles all night. Yeah, you shouldn't. We should really put a disclaimer before we start talking about turtles. Sorry, Matt. We got John Cena attaching himself to the Looney Tunes Coyote versus Acme movie. Does it say well, what he's going to play? No, but I don't want to see another live action Looney Tunes movie. I don't care if John Cena is in it. They're just trying to capitalize on it's the rock effect. Like I think Max put it earlier. It's the rock effect. So now everyone's going to try and hitch their trailer to the John Cena boat. But the, the thing John is. Cena truck and, John Cena, the only stuff I like him in is the R-rated stuff. Yeah. He's not the same as The Rock that can pretty much, you install him in anything and he does a pretty good job, right? He does the Disney stuff. He does the 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 spy stuff with Ryan Reynolds. He does the R-rated stuff. He does the, the fast stuff, the Furious stuff. John Cena, he was awful in Fast and Furious. He's pretty much good at comedy. And the R-rated stuff. That's his wheelhouse. Yeah. So I I don't think he... I worry that they're just going to start plugging him in, into shit and it's just going to ruin his career. <laughs> this could potentially be funny. If it's anything like the new Space Jam, probably not. So, Space Jam was so bad, dude. I don't, I don't really have any interest in this. Yeah. I like that's Looney a, Tunes. Wasn't no. there something that came out before Space Jam, like recently, that was pretty good? What was the thing? What came out before Space Jam in, in the last couple years that was Looney Tunes? They have a new Looney Tunes cartoon show that came out on Cartoon Network. I, I haven't seen that. I've seen artwork for it, and Bugs looks kind of funny. I don't know. But moving on, we're not talking about Boba Fett. Sorry, that's okay. Um, I didn't have a top five comic this week, but I want to shed light on a on a beautiful cover that I'm just obsessed with. Um, so across Marvel books right now, they're doing these X Gwen variants because they've got kind of like this Gwen verse crossover coming out, where the different it's all these different versions of Gwen coming into the unit to one universe. Um, so they're doing this in this these X Gwen variants now, um, and it's just and so I've been collecting them all for Logan because I've been starting a, a comic book for collection for Logan and I've been doing like strong female characters on covers and that way if she shows interest in it then I'm we can go and she's interested in the run we can go back and and do the fun part of being a comic book collector and collecting the back issues in those runs to complete her collections um, if she shows interest in it but. I saw this cover and I had to get it for, and I absolutely love, um, love this. It is a uh, Mark Aspinall Thor 
number 22 cover variant. Uh, I'm going to make myself big here. Yeah, I was just about to um, do the same, but you're ahead of me. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, it's like cool. it's Gwen sending out, if you can't, for the listeners, it's Gwen sitting on the side of a building with like angel wings coming out behind her with doves around. It is a beautiful, beautifully done cover. I absolutely love it. Um, I, I bought it for her for her collection, and I'm thinking about going on Midtown right now and uh, buying another one for for mine because it's just a beautiful cover. Uh, absolutely well done. I haven't gotten a lot of time to read comics. I'm kind of behind on comics because of the baby, baby. and all that, but um, it's just I, I saw that, and I was like, I have to get that for a collection. It is a gorgeous cover-ish. Absolutely gorgeous cover. But so I just have to comment very briefly on the fact that um, Lance, when he's looking the way he is currently, the mm-hmm. light is shining on his cheek to where it looks like he's got like a massive hickey right yeah. there. On it his looks cheek. like he's got a oh. black eye. Under his... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's talk about Uncharted. I know Matt didn't see it, but uh, Lance and I did. We kind of gave our brief thoughts earlier, but oh, I don't want to spoil too much. If you still have it at the shop. I don't I don't want to get too much into spoilers since it just came out yesterday. Yeah. But I mean we can talk about it. Like I think if you're a fan of the video games, you'll appreciate the callbacks to some of those very uh, typical yeah. uncharted there scenes. Are... Like there's even a scene that reminded me of 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 like where you tap, you know, triangle really fast and you gotta grab onto something or like with it like they they pull those moments from the game very well um tom holland does a good job but he does a good job in a lot of stuff he does right max yeah he uh i will still say i think that you could have gotten someone uh, cast better like there could have been a better casting but i thought he was a horrible choice and now i'm like no he was pretty good like he did he did a good job and and I had a lot of fun watching him. Um, you could argue that it, the only weak spot is he doesn't look the part. That's yes, that's more the issue. He played the character very well. He sounds right, like because like Tom Holland has like a higher higher male voice, like not like it's super high, but he doesn't have that low baritone or anything. Same thing with Nathan Drake in the games, like Nolan North who voices it ha- puts like a higher higher pitch to the voice. So that's fine. It's just the look. But I'll tell you right now. I saw an article where Tom Holland mentioned that he was disappointed in himself with this movie because he was so focused on his body all the time. He's freaking ripped. <laughs> Gosh dang, he's ripped. Yeah. Like they show some scenes where I'm like, goodness gracious, Tom. Like I didn't know those muscles existed. Those on are the, the body. scenes where you went to the restroom, right? <laughs> you had no. to excuse yourself for a moment. <laughs> Stick Boy says, was he a good choice in the film or was he a bad choice for the character? I think he was a good choice for the film. I think he, he, I think he, he overall was good. He's the bright. Him and Chloe are the bright points, of, and um, the girl in the middle that's right under Antonio Banderas. The three of them are probably the brighter moments of this film. The story is really good. My issue with it is Mark Wahlberg is so distracting as Sully. He's not Sully in the least. It's kind of like yeah. he's Mark Wahlberg. If he would have been a like new character. And they didn't bring Sully in until like the second movie or something. That would have been better. Because you know I what they should have saved did. him as they should have saved him as for the second movie, 
and if you're a fan of the video game, this isn't a spoiler. The second movie that he would have probably made a better Sam than he would have a Sully. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the age difference between the two of them is way off for him to be Sam. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to remember Peter, uh, Tom Holland's been playing a high schooler since he was, you know, 20. Yeah, yeah. But like Tom Holland's like 25. (laughs) Mark Wahlberg's like 50. Oh, is he that old? Wow. I think so. He might be in his 40s, but um, uh, Mark Wahlberg was funny. The character was good. It just wasn't Sully. That's he was weird. in it way too much, in my opinion. I, I didn't I, mind how much he was in it. Like He was in it more than Sully is in the, in the games, but it's just he just wasn't a good Sully. But his character, if you would have named him something else, was good. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um Chloe I just was remember... fantastic though, like oh, so good. Yeah, she was. And um, the the um, the girl in the middle there, she's kind of like Nadine Ross in Uncharted Four. Not she isn't Nadine though, which is good because um, Nadine is like not really a, a bad guy, whereas this girl is a bad guy. But I'll tell you right now, if you're bad familiar girl, with bad girl, whatever. Guy is. is when is did guy become? Neutral. Apparently, it's not because I someone got offended because I said, "Hey guys." Oh really? I've, yeah, okay. and there was a girl there, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know guys was like I know I have, like the the strict definition of guy is is gender specific, but as a whole, I didn't think it was. I always thought of it as a very gender neutral way to yeah. refer to people. Anyways, she is an evil character. How about that? Um, but Nadine isn't. So anyway, if you're familiar with Uncharted Four story, um, this movie takes a lot from that. Not it's not everything like it's not beat for beat, but there are a lot of things. I literally just replayed Uncharted Four, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was in the game. That was in the game. That was in the game." And I think that that's my big gripe about it because Uncharted Four was the one that you play like it does a lot of time hopping, right? So you're playing like half the game. You're playing as Nathan Drake when he's first starting, like as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. It kind of, and I liked that you got to see that origin story later in the series because when you start Uncharted One, he's already been doing this for a little while, right? And so it was distracting to me because Nathan Drake has always been able to like kind of carry his own, like fighting and stuff. Tom Holland gets knocked down a lot in this movie, and that's yeah. not how I view Nathan Drake. I so Nathan is um. Nathan's a brawler. He's not like a skilled fighter. And he's exceptionally lucky. <laughs> yeah, but Tom Holland's not in this movie. Tom Holland is exceptionally lucky. No, but and he gets knocked down quite a bit. Sure, sure, he does. But he gets back up again. He does. <laughs> never going to keep him down. Never. Never going to keep him he down. He gets knocked down. But and he, he gets, gets back up, up again. again. <laughs> he ain't never going to keep him down. He gives I don't know. Then he's pissing the <laughs> night away. Pissing the night away. I almost did some lyrics earlier in the show, but I decided not to. <laughs> um, Since you've been gone, so Matt kept talking about how long it's been between seasons, and he doesn't mm. shoot a gun very often in this movie. No, he shoots guns a lot in the games. Yeah. Love guns. So I was like, why is it three quarters of the way movie, and I haven't seen him pick up a gun yet? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think if if the sequel gets made, he's going to be shooting guns a lot more. Um, I really hope a sequel gets made. It 
this isn't high art, but it's fun and it's good. I, I don't know. I I love my time with it. It's a solid three and a half out of five. I think like now it's great. This may be this may be um, not popular opinion. I liked these better than I liked this better than Angela, Angelina Jolie's turn as Tomb Raider. I might like this more than the Tomb Raider movie that came out in like 2017 or 18, whenever that came out. Oh, like, really? You had high praise for that one. Um, I feel like I came out and said I I liked it. I didn't like love it. I actually haven't seen it again since it came out. the The one thing the one thing that that movie has over this one is Walter Goggins. Who's that? Sorry, he's I the bad guy in in the Tomb Raider movie. I don't even remember who the oh, villain dude, was. He's such a good actor. You'd recognize him. I, I, I probably would. Uh, yeah. Forgettable. Walton Goggins. Sorry. He's also the bad guy in the second Ant Man. The one that. Oh, the guy who just got cast in the. Um, he, he's, he's the one that just got cast in. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, that's who I was thinking. He's an alien too. Thinking, I'm drawing a blank on the goddamn yeah. video game. I don't he's the one. Right he's Fallout. the one. That oh, Fallout. he's like the mobster guy or whatever. He just got cast in the Fallout uh, TV show. He's oh, a really he? good actor. Mm-hmm. Like a really good actor. I don't know yeah, if you've I, seen I like Vice him. Principles. Yeah, he's uh, good in Vice Principles. Yeah, I'll give you that. And he's good in um, the gems. Um, the show on hbo oh the righteous gemstones righteous gemstones yeah he also does a show on cbs called the unicorn which is really good but Mm -hmm. that i that distracted way longer than it was supposed to (laughs) walter goggins walton goggins is the best part of tomb raider in my opinion like i i just like him um antonio banderas i don't know why i mean the dude was in evita and he was fantastic in evita and it seems like lately he's just playing the same character over and over again. So I didn't really like him in this movie. Winding down, though, um, would you guys say it's worth checking out? Yeah. Would you say it's worth checking out in the theaters or is it worth waiting? It's a it's theater movie. I think theater it's a movie? theater movie. Because yeah. it's like it's it's most most of its action. The story's fine. Like it's a it's a good little story, but it's it's, it's the same thing you've seen every. It's a it's, it's a pirate treasure hunt, and it's like full of action. And I mean, if you see the trailer, there's a there's a part where there's two pirate ships like being flown in the air, and they're like jumping on ropes. And it's it's a theater movie, I think. Which speaking of this movie, rips off a lot of scenes from other movies. <laughs> Because there's speaking of those two pirate ships, when they discover them, it looks exactly like how they discover it in the Goonies, like shot mm. for shot. It's identical. <laughs> well, it's also like shot for shot how that happens in Uncharted Four. Well, so. the Goonies is much older than Uncharted. I know, 4. I know. So I'm saying that they're they're copying no, it, it's their true. game that copied a movie. It's true, but more people are gonna rec- more more people that go to the movies are gonna recognize that this is shot from the Goonies than it is the video game. <laughs> yeah. Like... There's also a fun little Easter egg. Naughty Dog are the ones who made the game. And there's a point where uh, Tom Holland's looking through like a suitcase and they show a brief sticker of Naughty Dog inside his suitcase. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Very nice. It was good. It was good. I would, Matt, you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. Don't go in thinking that you're going to see Citizen Kane or nothing, you know, but it's it's fun. I I had fun. Uh, but I also walked in thinking it was going to be the biggest pile of horseshit I've ever seen in my life. So it exceeded my expectations. So I've noticed that 
Yes. I tend to like movies that where I go in and say, this movie's going to suck ass. And I walk out, I was like, oh, it didn't suck ass. And so then I really like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Because this could be a world where you go in, well, two guys that I, I talk to every week liked it. And then you're going to walk out and say, that was garbage. <laughs> they recommend that to me. <laughs> um. So let's wind down the show here. What do you, you guys watching anything new? Anything new come out that has caught your attention? I know you both watched Reacher. Um, anything oh, yeah. uh, that's come out in the last couple of days that yeah, you... there's one that's really cracking me up on Netflix called Murderville. Have you guys seen that Mm-mm. with Will Arnett? So essentially, it's an improv show. Will Arnett is this detective named Terry Silver, and he gets these different. Um, he gets like Conan O'Brien. One is Marshawn Lynch. Like each episode is this famous person that comes in to be his partner, and it's completely like it's all improvised and they're solving a murder. And I showed my wife, the Conan O'Brien episode. She was laughing her ass off. The only part that's scripted is, is his parts, right? It's his parts. Yeah. But the other, but the person they have, the guest coming in has been provided no script. So it's, it's really funny watching. And Marshawn Lynch is damn funny. He is. I didn't think that he was going to be that funny, but murderville is a really easy watch. Like I hop around. I just pick, I just watch the episodes of people that I, that I cared to see. Um, the Conan O'Brien episode is funny, but at the end of the episode, like, so essentially it's kind of like a uh, escape room almost if you would, for, for the person that's coming in for the guest star, because they're getting all these clues towards this murder. And at the end, the guest star has to say this person committed the murder and, or whatever they have to solve the crime. And then the captain of the police force comes out and tells them if they were right or wrong. In the next episode, he has a new partner, but it's pretty funny, man. Just watch it and watching them crack up at Will Arnett, knowing that it's completely unscripted, and Will Arnett is literally just trying to get them to laugh. If you like improv, then this it's a good show. Nice. Oh, and uh, Snowpiercer is fucking awesome. I've been watching nothing new. I don't have anything to report. Well, um, I've checked out the first three episodes of Bel Air. Good. Um, I'm definitely intrigued by it. I'm going to come back for episode four, but it's very um, drama heavy. It's not a comedy. It is very drama heavy. Um, Which was their whole... Damn, someone's got a small penis. Why one of you? Flying down the road. Was that that your house, Max? Yeah, it's me. I've got my office window open. I hate loud motorcycles. Oh, it's because you're the back of your house is right on that road, huh? Yeah, yeah. Is that where it came from? But it's very um, drama heavy. the The Will Smith character is very true to Will Smith, as far as you you remember him as Fresh Prince. Um, Uncle Phil is very interesting, and Vib is very interesting. It's a lot of very interesting characters. Um, Carlton is a little prick. In the yeah, I hear he's like a true villain, right? Yeah, so it's very interesting. If you have Peacock and there's nothing else for you to watch on Peacock, um, I would recommend checking it out. It's worth watching the first three episodes. I didn't realize that it was that it wasn't getting released all at once. Yeah, it's weekly. I think the next episode comes out on the twentieth. Comes out on Monday. So, speaking of sci-fi what we were talking about earlier 
the other one I'm watching right now that I'm absolutely in love with is Resident Alien, which just had their second season drop. Oh, yeah. The show, so show. Fu- so, show is so fucking good. But I'm, I'm looking through my stuff right now, and I I think that's it. It's been really... <laughs> it's been really... Uh, uh, what's the word? Um... <laughs> um it's been really sparse lately I, I would say like besides peacemaker i mean there hasn't been really anything to like look forward to snowpiercer i guess snowpiercer's on their final season though aren't they i never heard it was their final one oh uh, i just it's a tnt show i me. It's good. I like it better than the movie. Yeah. It's, it's much more... The movie had so many plot holes in it, and this is much more thought out. There's a lot more action in this. Um, it's just a good movie. Yeah, I'm not watching anything else. Yeah. Um, oh, Pam and Tommy. Yeah, I've been watching that too. That show's still so good. You know oh, what's coming soon that I'm super stoked for? What? Shorzy. There's a sh- what? Yeah, have you not watched the new season of Letterkenny? There's a Shorzy show? Yeah, there's a Shorzy spin Well, I saw that he leaves. Coming. Yeah, there's a Shorzy spinoff coming later this year. They dropped the tree- a teaser his- for it. Are we just going to see his back all the time? No. You see the front of him. You see Jared? You the- see Jared Kiso with Shorzy, yeah. What? There's a teaser for it. Look it up. I didn't know this. I said, "Oh man, they're they're he's leaving the show. I wonder if if Jared got tired of having his back filmed all the time." <laughs> That's nope. cool, man. I'm always down for more Letterkenny. There's not enough Letterkenny. Yeah, I'm stoked for a Shorzy show. So, I would like a show with um with uh What's the the hockey twins? What's their name? Um Oh, Riley and Jonesy? Yeah, I think that'd be hilarious. Them go on like a Beavis and Butthead Do America type roadshow. You know, it's called the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's oh, actually the, a pretty good series, though. Too, if you're a fan of the Mighty Ducks movies and you haven't watched Game Changers yet on Disney Plus, although I, I don't, it. yeah, it is good. I I watched it when it came out, but although uh, Emilio Estevez is not coming back because the his COVID status, yeah, so they got they, um, they think they got. Josh from, Dremel yeah. to play a new character. So from Legacy, whatever. Uh, one that my wife and I are watching that we love is the Cleaning Lady. Yeah, Erin wanted to get into that. On she hasn't watched it yet. Completely surprising how good it is, and it's on Hulu Max. If you're wanting to watch something, it's a Fox show. It's really good. And Wonder Sounds Years good. has been really good. Yeah, Wonder Years has been surprisingly good too. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good shows. The problem is, it's just nothing is really like coming out to binge lately. Yeah, and I, and I kind of like sometimes having just something to to binge. Yeah. I watched that. Uh, I was watching that one with Kristen Bell, and I got bored about three episodes in. It's got the <laughs> longest name for a TV show ever. It's parody of like the the girl across the street or I don't know what elimination chamber. It's a is. WWE event sticks. Is it on super early because it's in Riyadh? Is it on like noon tomorrow? 
I don't I don't even know what time it starts because it's coming from they're doing it live from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. So The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. But all right, guys, I think that's um a good place to end it tonight because uh my daughter has been my gone. <laughs> my daughter has been gone all day. 9 a.m. Arizona. Damn. What the yeah. fuck is wrong with people? But that's like the Suns game that was at ESG. nine o'clock the other day, and I was up watching it till twelve thirty. <laughs> like, what's wrong with but people? I think that's a good place to end it. My daughter has been gone all day, so I'm gonna go get me some Logan snuggles before she goes to bed. I'm excited. We get to meet Logan tomorrow. We do. It's so, a big deal. Yeah. Big As I get yelled at from the background to say, "Don't forget that you want to have wife snuggles." <laughs> good for you, man. Get those wife snuggles in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, buddy. But um yeah, yeah, you guys got anything else you want to talk about this week? No, nah, man, I want to get to no. my wife snuggles too. There you go. I won't be on <laughs> next week, so just be the two of you. Cool, man. It'll be I'll a great be show. Yeah, so make me proud. <laughs> we can talk about turtles in that. <laughs> yeah. You can actually have a 5-minute conversation about the ninja turtles, not an hour <laughs> conversation. <laughs> All right. It's like when I'm not on the show, you don't have to talk about Star Wars for 45 minutes. But um, I want to give a big shout out again to the chat. Stick boy ish. Uh, Kyle. My name is Kyle leftover. Zaggy. Um, Chad Bass. Uh, Pat, your mom, everyone in Sam, everyone in the chat. Thank you so much for jumping in and making the show fun as always. I want to thank everyone for listening on the playback. If you're listening to this on Monday, I will, uh, we greatly appreciate that. If you're just finding this show for the first time on YouTube, why don't you hit that like subscribe button, um, leave a comment down below, or if you're looking for this podcast, you can find it on any of your streaming platforms. Um, anywhere. If you want to be part of the conversation, you can join us on social media on Twitter at a geek podcast on Facebook at absolute geek podcast. And also the same on Instagram. And for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I am Matt. I am Lance. I'm Max. And we will see you guys. You can keep it going, Max. Yeah. <laughs> Way to ruin it, Max. I don't know what I just ruined. We Matt did it in a British accent, so that I tried to attempt oh, a British do it accent. You just like I'm Max. Let's do it again. I like nuts. Read it. <laughs> Too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Start the music. Start the yeah. music. Um, oh, okay, well, here we go. Ready? One, Follow, two. like, subscribe. Um, I'm Matt. I'm Lance. All you freaks and geeks. Come, all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheese. And drink some Cosby wine. We'll drink some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. (laughs) See you next time on the 